What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. Got the whole crew here. It's Lyles Movie Files. We're about to get rolling with another crazy big show. What's up, Gunner? How you doing? Doing good, man. What's going on, man? I won't complain yet. Chief, what's shaking in your woods? Ain't nothing. Everything's good. Jace, what's up with you, little bro? Oh, nothing much. Relaxing. Good deal. Jay King, what's the word? Hey, man, the word is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah to our uh, Jewish friends, L'Chaim. Um, Let's have another great podcast, everybody. All right, let's do it. Let's just jump right in. Okay, fellas, Golden Globes just dropped today. The nominations, we got a lot of diverse representation among the nominees, Black Panther, The Field Street Could Talk, Black Klansmen, Crazy Rich Asians. Lots of diversity, which is great. And uh, there are a few snubs. I'm looking at y'all for forgetting to put Michael B. Jordan's name on Best Supporting Actor. We'll get to some of those others in a second. But let me break down a few of these categories, get your thoughts on it. Let's start off with the Best Motion Picture in the Drama category. We've got an impressive slew of films here, the majority of which are directed by Black men and feature predominantly Black casts. How, how often have you seen that happen with the Golden Globes? I have a sneaky suspicion none of these three will win, but it's nice to see them nominated and just in the conversation. First up, we've got Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Fellas, this is an impressive slate of Best Picture films. Uh, Gunner, what do you think about these? This is awesome. I mean, I mean you knew A Star Was Born was going to be there. It was aimed at it, but everything else, I was just like, oh, that works. Well, you know what? Bohemian Rhapsody, sure. And, you know, I'm a fan of that dude, so I'm good. Well, both dudes. <laughs> oh, the actor and the actual dude he's playing. Um, so there's that. But, I mean, Black Panther up there, I mean, I was just shocked. I just saw it today. So I was like, I, I don't, I might actually have to watch an award show again instead of just look at it later. Uh, that's, I'm just very happy and impressed and in a weird state of shock, like it hasn't sunk in yet. Like, what? This diversity through the entire list of categories? I, I'm like, like, not like diversity for the sake of, let me just throw the black movie in there. Let me just, oh, of course. I mean, let me just throw this. Oh, it was the only like Hispanic movie in there. Let me throw this Hispanic movie, you know, with a Hispanic hat in there. It was mm-hmm. Asian cat. Let me just throw that in there. No, it was just, like, you know, regular, regular rep- representation. It's like walking into a, you know, an office. <laughs> like, oh, there's everybody here. Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jace, how about you? What do you think? Uh, I like the list uh, uh, for the ones that I saw. Uh, I, I, I guess that I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Star is Born is going to walk away with that one, but that's not the worst thing that can happen uh, with that category. So, I, you know, they're, they're, they're avoiding any hashtag on the uh, best picture uh, uh, drama category. So, Thumbs up to them for that one. This category is very interesting because this is one of the rare times where they could choose any film on this list and I would be okay with it winning. With And I'd be okay with them winning because I like all the movies that are on here. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is a cool Queen movie if you don't go too in-depth and try to figure out what actually happened with Queen. Like it's a good uh, big screen version of a Queen movie. And I think that on that end, it's a little bit weaker than the other ones. But man, that's a strong field. And I think A Star is Born is going to be the winner. And I'm not going to be upset about that. 
you know, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel like I don't want to be all you know nitpicky about it, but where's Roma on this list? Roma is probably the best movie I've seen all year, and it's probably the best movie I've seen in a couple years. And if we're really going for diversity, and I think this is just nods to popular movies amongst minorities, because for what it's worth, Bill Street was okay, and <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Black Klansman was all right. It was good. It was decent. But I think Sorry to Bother You was a better film. I, that's just that's me personally, and I think uh, really, yeah, I thought it was a good. People movie. been saying that Joan was weird. It, it left before I could actually finally had a chance to go see it. But, but you know what, Gunner? People said like Fear and Loathing was weird, or Barton Fink was weird, or The Naked Lunch. You know, and these were movies. They that, are weird, but they're good. They're weird, <laughs> but they're good. Weird, right? You know, even <laughs> even uh, uh, the Big Lebowski was considered weird, right? True. Um, these the thing about that movie is it's not your traditional movie with a black cast and i think that kind of threw people because they were looking for something a little more i don't know i guess relatable from what we're used to seeing but because it was so left field and because it was good and god i can never remember my man's name man uh my man from atlanta darius man i can never remember his name he's so good in it and so was, uh, what's the name? Stanfield. Keith Stanfield. He's so good in it that you, you kind of, you kind of look past the, 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 the kind of gonzo and, 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 and weird, uh, uh, weird shots. I can't just say weirdness, but it's, it, it is, it, it is strange. It's, it's a strange watch, but you got to put yourself in it. But it, it also touches on so many things. You got to look past that. It touches on race relations. It touches on what it's like to be a black man in the corporate world. And everybody does a great job of acting. You got to divorce yourself. Oh, it's weird. It's like, yeah, but so is most of anything that you watch. There's going to be some different angles. Uh, uh, if, 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 tr- if someone is shooting for something that you haven't seen before, and tell a story in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that isn't the traditional method of storytelling, and that's what that movie is, I think that should have been nominated. I think Roma should be nominated. Maybe Roma's not or hadn't missed the cut, but for what it's worth, I see that uh, Vice is on that list, and Vice doesn't premiere, or it's not wide release until Christmas. Roma's out. You can go see Roma right now for those in the D.C. area mm-hmm. at East Street Cinema or Bethesda Row. <clears throat> what we did. You can see that movie. Go see well, it. See, the you know? thing is, and and honestly, Javon, I hear mm-hmm. you, but for mm-hmm. me, and I'm not like, oh yeah, Vice and Mary Poppins is another one that's kind of swooping into the last second getting nominations. I'm just not a fan of the practice of waiting until December to put out your Oscar hopefuls. Like, to me, I respect the film like Black Panther that gets released in February and still carries enough buzz that in December is getting nominations or stars born, which came out during the summer. Those films are like, Hey, we think our movie's good enough. And I think what happened is in some of these cases, it's a really competitive field of films this year. And oh, of course. you know, they're all battling. And if, in those films that people saw earlier have a better mm-hmm. chance than this log jam coming in at the end. It's like, well, I don't have enough time to watch 15 movies that could potentially be in the mix as opposed to right. films that I've already seen throughout the year. 
I mean, I, I dig that, but at the same time, isn't that what always happens? The prestige. Yeah, oh, films, every every year, every year. Films come out at this time of year, and I felt like these are a couple of omissions, and that's just from my lens. But I do feel like that, you know, that's not good enough of an excuse to say, okay, well, you're coming out later in the year, but this is the prestige season. This is when these movies come out. It these is. are the Oscar exactly, so they should yeah. get a nom, right? But well, we'll I, you know, the Golden Globes are, are just like the first big one. And I'm sure Roma's going to take a lot of awards. And my critic group, the Washington Area Film Critics Association, Roma won Best Picture and Best Director, so it's not being ignored by everyone. And I think, you know, as the momentum builds, it's going to get a lot of nominations. I actually don't mind it being admitted in this case because, hey, let some other, you know, let some other fish eat. So I dig it. I dig it. Let me move on to this uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama category. We've got Bradley Cooper, Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gates, Lucas Hedge, Boy Erased, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, John David Washington, Black Klansman. Chief, you got anybody you think is going to win this? Have you seen any of these five films? No. I'm, you know, uh, you you guys are serious, serious buffs over there going to see the, 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 like the indie films. I haven't seen any of those. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to wait for Roma to come out and, and watch that now. I don't know what it's about, but it, Javon hyped it pretty well. <laughs> you know, perhaps Javon should do the trailer for some of these movies. I, you know, I'll get interested. <laughs> you'll want to see it. If I talk to you up about it, you'll want to see it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. For those of y'all who have seen, or have y'all seen most of these films? Some of these films? Uh, Klansman, that's the only one. Oh, wow. I'm okay. a negative on all of them. That's not true. Yeah, I'm kind of like... I saw yeah, Stars okay. Born. I saw it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, bro. I saw the 50s version, man. I ain't watching this new... Re- I don't do remakes. Like, y'all know that. <sighs> I know if you have a, a... You know, a love towards an old film, it's hard to see somebody remake it. But I think... This wait, wait, wait. It's like the third remake of it, though, right? Like, uh, it's like the, the fourth one, one, if I'm remembering. I think it's the fourth one. It's the fourth. I'm so no, I, I've seen it like 50 times, man. Come on. <sighs> I like Bradley uh, Cooper. Let me say this. You, you haven't seen it with Lady Gaga, though. No, Gunner, <laughs> I think if you, if you could, you could, I think you would enjoy it because you'll get to, if you can get to, you'll be roped in, and then when you get to that last scene of the movie, you'll be like, yeah, all right, this is good. I mean, because I would say just listen to the last song, but you wouldn't get it. It wouldn't be as good if you just heard the last song on the soundtrack that's really good. You have to get to the, through the rest of the movie, and then that last song will hook you, and you're like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we're good. So, like, Purple Rain did, because, you know. Yeah, I actually will say that. I say, like, Purple Rain, that end, what? once you get to Purple Rain, it's like, oh, yes. I mean, and, and it's like, I was, like, on the fence on it for a while, and then when they came with that last song, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Who else saw All Star is Born? I need a second opinion just because, you know, All Star Superman over here is oh, wow. back home, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Purple Rain. Oh, God. Purple Rain is oh, like wow. the greatest. Man, I agree with you. That was, that, that was not oh. even necessary. Uh, all right, so, so Gunner, I think, I think, you know, I, I know Rome was trying to come in at the last second and start 
you know, getting all the all the hype and attention. But I like the Stars Born. Uh, I'm really glad that they went with Lady Gaga. There were a lot of heavy mm-hmm. rumors that they were trying to get Beyonce to star in it. That would have mm-hmm. been a disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Oh no! As soon as I saw Bradley Cooper and and Lady Gaga, I was like, okay, this is gonna win Oscars and Gold Gold Globes. It's, it's a good you know, I already know the storyline. I already know. I'm just like, oh, okay, that this one's gonna win. Cool. I don't feel like it's one of those obvious pandering for Oscar votes like what? some of the. I know. I don't. I don't feel like it's that because it's it's just a yeah. different kind of. I don't feel like it. Come on, man. <laughs> you see the trailer Jeffrey. for Roma. You see the trauma trailer for Roma. Roma oh, the, tra- like, the trailer for both are. Look, look, the trailer for Roma. If you, anybody watches American Dad out there, there was a, a episode <laughs> where Roger pandered to the the, the Oscar. He was yes. going to do this movie called yes. Oscar Gold. That's what Roma is, but it does work. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> it literally. Well, what I'm it. saying is the difference between say a Roma and a Star Is Born. A lot of those Oscar pandering films are to like a certain kind of moviegoer who likes to scoff at some of the less uh, sophisticated fare and, 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 you know, frown their nose at the blockbuster films. And this is my kind of film. I have to go to an art house to see it. A star is born is something that Joe blew off the street or Sally can go check out and be like, Hey, this is cool. I liked it. And I think it also has enough crossover with the critics and the stuffy moviegoers that it works on both levels. I think Roma's one down. La La Land, same difference. La La I like Land. La La Land too. You knew La La Land was going to be an Oscar nominated. Just, just, I mean, it was an artful freaking movie. The trailer was artful, just like Star is Born. And let's be clear, this is a fourth remake, and the first one didn't that win awards and stuff. I mean, you already they knew what they were doing. I'm just saying, sometimes. You can get away with doing a remake if you do it as well as this one. By the way, where does this put Bradley Cooper now? Because he won for uh, American Sniper, of course. Uh, you know, you know. Um, are you talking about uh, Oscars or Golden Globes? Golden Globes. Well, I'm, he's going to get a nominee. Well, he's going to get a, nom- a nomination for the Oscar, right? Either Best yeah. Picture, Best Actor, Actor, something. Yeah. Where does so that far, put him he, now? So far, he's just been nominated. Nominated. He hadn't won yet. But right. dude, well, he, won, no, he, he won an Oscar for uh, American Psycho. No, no, he was nominated. He didn't win that one. You sure? I'm positive. I'm, I'm, looking, at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. What did he win for American Psycho? He has not won. I mean, maybe it was one of those Golden Globes or whatever, but he did not <laughs> win. He didn't win... Uh, I'm looking real fast here. He didn't win for, Gold, for American Sniper for anything. Really? I thought he, he did. Went for Silver Lining Playbook. No. Yeah. He was nominated. He won He's for not, something. Not won an Oscar. He I thought he did too, but he didn't. Yeah. Oh boy, um, yeah, wow. Ninety-three nominations for awards. That's that's sick. But you know, I, I am not that I needed this one to push me over the edge because American Hustle was like, you know what, Bradley Cooper is wow. not so surprising, but it's like he is a really good actor. No, he um, is a great actor. But okay, so I far think he's, he's got really, really good. No, so far he's got. You're right. Silver Linings Playbook, nom for Best Actor in Thirteen, didn't get it. Uh, nom for American Hustle, Best Supporting, Best Actor for uh, American Sniper, he got denominated. 
And that's dude, Damn. that's that's three straight years that this dude yeah, was up for three that. straight. And Damn. I don't think they he put did him a in movie. the Leonardo DiCaprio spot. <laughs> yeah, he kind of has though, but I feel like yeah. he's, he's earned but it. That's what I'm saying. Does he does, that puts that puts him in that category now, right? He's oh, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When I was writing my review, I was like, you know, Bradley Cooper is actually, you know, quietly one of the best actors right now. Period. Yeah. Right now. He's always been, man. I mean. Yeah, but it's like. He made A-Team. I'm sorry. He, he did. did. I love he A-Team. Did. He owned A-Team. But yeah. you know what's funny? I don't care what anybody said. It. Limitless was his movie. I still Limitless was like that. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. I like that movie. Javon, Javon, the only thing with, with Limitless was the first thing you do if you've got pills that can give you all this, you make more. That's the you first make thing. More. Dude. dude, I like that movie, though. I really but you know what's cool? He actually showed up in the TV series, too. It is. I know. How many big stars show up in their spinoff? Would TV not movie? do it. Would right. not do it. Well, that's part of what benched um, Eddie Murphy's uh, Beverly Hills Cop spinoff. He wouldn't appear. He wouldn't appear in it. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, easy I'm, money I'm too. Right. Okay. Now hold on, guys. Do, if now after seeing uh, Stars Born or any any of his other movies, is he now in this level where if he comes out with a movie, you go see? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I was I was kind of on the fence with the stars born because I was like, well, how can he do this or can he do oh, this? God, now he's gonna, is he going to handle being a director and co-screenwriter and starring in it? But he did all of it so well. It's like, yeah, dude, do what you want to do. What you want to do? You know what's funny about it though? I'm not going to say that I still see him as my man from The Hangover. What's his name? Bill. Paging doctor. You exactly. know what? Yeah, man. It's like. Dude, <laughs> But it's like he's been money since Wedding Crashers. Like he hadn't been bad in any role. Mm, he's gold. Oh, he's gold. I'm just. I just don't. I hope he doesn't have like a Ben Affleck run of just trash. I don't I'm think really so, hoping. Man. I, I think don't. I'm, yeah. I think he's past the point of having to prove himself, and he can just do what he wants to do, like work with David. Yeah, and you remember Ben Affleck wasn't as versatile in this point of his career as as Bradley Cooper has been, right? Like he's done I think what happened. Ben Affleck's never made us laugh, has he? Well, Affleck started off. You know, he's been close, right? I mean, one of those yeah. uh, Kevin Smith was. that everybody he was. Loves? And yeah. uh, Days are Confused, right? Uh, sure. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking yeah. he's okay with whatever. And um, what else I got? So yeah, that's that's that. Uh, let's move on to. I feel like if y'all didn't see those, y'all may not have seen any of the best actress categories. Let's go to the best motion picture, musical, or comedy. And this one also has a lot of buzzed about films. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. What do y'all think about those nominees? Why Green Book? Well, I know Green Book was aiming for this crap, but no comment. We ain't even gonna... I love the headline that I saw on, I don't know if it was Blavity or, or I don't know where it was. Oh, no, it was like like Spotlight or something like that, whatever it's called. It, it said, uh, it said, it said, um, what badly was a mistitled movie for white racists that want to feel better, something like that. It was just like something to that effect. I was like, what? Now, Gunner, in fairness, have you seen the movie? Why would I watch that? Okay. Now the movie has gotten some 
it has some controversy, but it's real. I don't feel like having to do this in quote unquote deal, but it's not, it's not bad in terms of what some people are saying. Like, oh, it's it's just terrible. Hey, make white people feel better about being racist. I don't feel like that. I think that they actually tackle issues like racism in a smart way. And maybe it's a little simplified, but I mean, in a lot of cases, people hate on people they don't know. And I think that film does a pretty decent job of it. I like the movie. I can see where people would have some issue with it, but I didn't think it was deserving of disdain just because of this premise, because it's based on a true story. That's great. Probably shouldn't call it Green Book. Call it, you know, based off true story. Oh, yeah, you know, that something new. different. Yeah, One. okay, I got you. Two. <laughs> Number two, I'm sure it was shot. I mean, it just looked like it was shot well, artful, whatever. But, and, you know, Mish, Mishia, oh, my God, I never Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. <laughs> God. Um, he, I, I mean, I want to see everything he's done. I will probably quietly see this one day on HBO or something that I'm already paying for. But I'm, I'm, I can't give Hollywood any more money for scratching the surface of racism when there's racism in Hollywood. So I just, I just can't do it on principle. So. Hey man, I understand. You don't have to apologize to me for a thing, Gunner. All right. Uh, let's see. So what do y'all think about these nominees? I can tell you that I am not a fan of the favorite. I didn't like it. Uh, it starts off good. First hour is solid, really funny, entertaining. And then it just falls off the rail. It's big time. So uh, guys, what do you think about the rest of them? Uh, Musical and comedy. This is always that weird catch-all category. Yeah, put Wolf of Wall Street in there, and I was like, uh, no. Yeah, and it's, it's I don't a weird. Think Vice category. would be in there with Crazy Rich Asians or Mary Poppins. It's doesn't make any weird. sense. See, I can't. I I like I like Crazy Rich Asians. It that's comedy though. I, that's the thing, man. I haven't seen a comedy that really cracked me up in a while. I haven't. <laughs> I think they just need to call this this category miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Best I've miscellaneous. Been, I said that when uh when Get Out when I Get Out was in it. I was like, yeah. I, well, at least I laughed at parts of Get Out. I mean, I understand. It's like, yeah, it's but movie. I mean, Reach was a movie. movie got versus... Well, I mean, old boy was funny earlier in the movie. I mean, I laughed at different yeah. parts through the movie. It was a that, black movie. You're man. always going to have to have comic relief for white audiences. That's just how Hollywood works. No, I, mean, like I was talking about when he was making fun of, the, you know, like the racist and like the subtle racism. Like it was funny and that relatable. Yeah, that does happen. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like comedically funny. Like, an old boy was funny in that sense, but it was it was funny on different levels. Like the obvious, it. ah, Sorry. yeah, and then the other, like, <laughs> yeah, that is kind of jacked up. They're staring you up and down like a piece of meat, and kind of funny in that end. So. That's what that's why I thought Get Out was so smart because it was it was attacking it on two levels and you kind of had to know both to to get and appreciate the humor. Uh, okay, so we got that. Um, honestly, I would love to see Crazy Rich Asians win because I feel like Hollywood is so behind on the curve on some things where they're falling over themselves to do any story with the slight LGBT angle, but they're continuing to underrepresent 
Latinos and Asians. And is Crazy Rich Asians the best movie of the year? No. But it's a good movie. And, you know, it, it's, it's just not, it's not a crappy movie. And I think it needs to kind of stoke the flames of having more Asian characters on the big screen for American audiences. I agree. I just, you know, you know how I feel about Pat on the Head Awards, Jeff. I, I, I just do. Don't want, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if they won anything. It's just, I don't want Crazy Rich Asians to win a Pat on the Head Award. I want Asian audiences to have representation the same way I want Latino, Indian American, Native American, African American, African, people of all, I want everybody to have their representations in films, in the media that we consume and not be the token award and not be the pat on the head. I don't think that this would be it. I just think, like you said, Hollywood is rushing to say, hey, we're including everybody, everybody. Look, look, look. And that's kind of the, 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 the climate of the culture right now. I just mm-hmm. hope that we're not victimizing movies in, in our media, not just, me, not just movies, but television shows, everything, right? I hope that we're not making them a victim of, hey, we're trying to be inclusive by just saying, okay, you did this, uh, 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 ill-represented minority group. So we're going to give you an award just based on the fact that this is this came out and 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 you're here. So we're going to give this to you just to say, hey, we're doing our part. I want mm-hmm. you to really mean it. I just want you to mean it. And, okay. and who, yeah, uh, go ahead. Like, I'm I'm just just looking at this list of movies that are in this category. I think I mean it's like just looking at it. it there's only one that actually. I mean, and maybe I. Maybe I haven't seen. I didn't see the favorite. Green Book mm. sure as heck is, can be a comedy. Mm. Um, Mary Poppins. It has comedic elements. It's not a comedy in the straight sense of. Uh, what did I just say? Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying. No, I mean, I'm, saying. I'm with you on that. It's there. That category is a mess. It's got. Yeah, but if, why not just say the only one that actually truly is a comedy should win the award? Because it's also musical, which. A Star is Born in Bohemian Rhapsody should be in, but yeah, okay. Right, uh, don't make no damn sense. It, it's, it's a, a category makes But I'm okay with the choices <laughs> they made for drama because it's like cool. I dig it. Yeah. Can I go yeah. back to what Javon said real quick? Like, go for it. Yeah, like Pat on the Head Award with underrepresented groups. I mean, we had a whole Oscar season of that one in like what 2002 with us so it was anyways but i just remember memoirs of a geisha the book right mm-hmm. that was a movie where everybody's like oh it's so great this is whatever it's wonderful they left out serious elements of that book and then and 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 you know the main thing is <laughs> oh god the whole cast was chinese it was yeah. Japanese yeah. people. Japanese, and it killed yeah. Me. Yeah. Killed me. I'm sitting yeah. here like, okay, so now, okay, great. You've kind of passed. I mean, it was the whitest thing that could ever have happened, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It was the whitest thing. That, it was the most American thing that can happen. Let me yeah. say it like that. It was the most American thing that could happen. Where I was just like, okay. And then they got nominated barely, right? I don't remember. I think they only got nominated for like best costume. Seriously. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's why I'd like to see Crazy Rich Asians get yes. some awards because it was written by an Asian writer, directed by an Asian director, and right. stars an Asian cast. So right. it, it, it's like 
the Asian uh, filmmakers were able to take ownership, complete ownership of this film that also became a big hit. And I feel like that's a lesson that Hollywood needs to get as opposed to, yeah, let's give them a pat on the head. Because, you know, they're always like everything else. Oh, this works. Let's do it again. And I'm okay if that sets the pattern of, hey, let's get more Asian movies out there. Let's get more Latino movies out there. Because they're just, you know, they're just dragging their feet on it. Yeah. If this is the start, like you said, if this is the start, then I'm all for it. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on here because we have so much other stuff that I want to get into. Speaking of Oscars, a uh, little controversy about Kevin Hart, who was named the Oscars host because people live for this kind of stuff. And because he did not have a big enough spotlight in his life until being named the host of the Oscars, uh, some slow busybodies uncovered his old homophobic tweets from 2009. Um, right. And they're like, oh, look, he's not fit to be the Oscars host. Yo, hey, Kevin Jeff. Hart has been doing stuff for a minute now. I mean, that's nine years ago. Kevin Hart went on his Instagram and said, look, that was almost a decade ago when I did this. Are y'all really thinking that I can't change and evolve over the course of a decade? And I mean, basically, he's like, get over yourselves. I tweeted this stuff back then. If And without saying, it's kind of like, look, are we going to go through everybody's Twitter account and, and find them to be spotless and blameless? If so, yeah. give yeah. me a decade <laughs> to be like, hey, I don't do that anymore. I mean, gay marriage was legal like 50 years ago, right? Right. Hey, I mean, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yo. The fact that you said little controversy and Kevin Hart in the same sentence, that was hilarious. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad one of y'all I caught, caught that too. Me. I was like, I can't <laughs> Yeah, I was I was okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kevin Hart. Guilty. Yeah. I'm not Go sorry. I, I yeah. think you laughed at it too, Kevin Hart. <laughs> he laughed at it. Then he come back harder at me. Chief, what do you think about this, man? You you haven't had much to say on our Oscar talk. What do you think about this, Kevin Hart? No, I'm never I'm never gonna say anything like really on Oscar talk. Um, right. Uh, I don't do those artsy movies. I don't, I don't do any of them really, to be honest with you. Um, I don't even who watches them. Who really watches them? I mean, if it's not us watching them, I have no idea. Um, as far as Kevin Hart goes, I mean, that's what they do nowadays. They're going to go back and look at your old, uh, tweets or whatever you used to do. Um, you know, but um, I, if if you go after one person, don't you kind of got to go after them all? Like Mark Wahlberg still walking around unscathed. Uh, who else is in that category? Uh, Justin Bieber walking around unscathed. I mean, you know, you it is what it is. I mean. I would like for the people who come out and say these things, if I was a star, like if I had the money, like somebody said, well, this guy came out and said this about you. I would take some of my star money, hire a private let investigator. Let me and see then what find you said. Out, right. So find out what you got going on in your life that you're not doing right. And then put that out there. And I've got a bigger platform. So Listen, um, I'm with I, you on that. I, you, know, yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? So, um, Anything that you you could have said, has said, and and then and like I said, they they pick and choose. 
um, who they want to uh, who they want to damage with this information, this new information. Um, that's the whole thing. It's like Night School came out this year. Kevin Hart had like Jumanji out, biggest film back in December. No peep of this. I mean, why now? Just because he's hosting Oscars. Kevin well, Hart has done bigger things than the Oscars. Okay. I mean, well, the, the well, Oscars well, plummet. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me finish. The Oscars have been plummeting in their ratings for years. Kevin Hart has blown up. He sells yeah. out stadiums. And, I mean, honestly, he's giving the Oscars the rub. It's not like Kevin Hart's getting some new spotlight because well, he's hosting the Oscars. Well, Jeff, nothing breeds contempt like success. Apparently. Okay. Now, can I go with no. another argument? Go ahead, Joe. The, what may, what might be the person who did this is like, hey, this is kind of the award show. This is the kind of programming I like to watch. So I want people who kind of get me to be the one I ho- who has social. I want somebody I'm cool with. You, too much diversity is what you're saying, Jay? No, 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 no. I'm saying the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm saying a certain demographic wants to see a certain host that they like. Are you talking about LGBT? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm him and Hold on, you're yeah. talking about white LGBT. Let's no, no, be clear yeah. about that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even worried on it. It's, it's like, oh, hey, I, I have want... to. You know why? Because that, who, have you talked to black gay friends that we have? Because they, they're like, look, the whole movement is seriously racist too. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's real. What if, if it's not Neil Patrick Harris hosting, they're not gonna, they're gonna say so. That's it. Right. They're, they're, again, they're saying, I want somebody on my team hosting the Oscars, Emmys, Tonys, any, because let's be honest, you guys don't watch Oscars. You don't watch these shows. This is kind of our big thing. You don't watch the Golden Globe get dressed. It's like, that's our thing. But if oh, you're the Oscar, if you're the Golden Globe, it's like, hey, it's cool to have our core audience. It's the same thing that like wrestling's dealing with right now. Yeah, we can get our core audiences no matter what. We need to actually have it so people come in and watch this thing. And if you want to have your show, hey, you guys create an award show that only you guys watch. But we want to draw some more eyes in here. So guess what? We're going to have somebody that's funny and might actually bring some people to the table. Yeah. Okay. That I think that's really all we need to say on that because I just thought it was ridiculous. I mean, Kevin Hart has hardly been invisible all this time. And right, right. It's like, dude, those, those tweets from 2009 were still riding way, you know, when he started to blow up. So, hey, why not? Let's go back even further. Let's go back to 2003 and say, see what he said on his MySpace page. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, or on his just, AOL account. None of it matters to me. You know why? Because ain't nobody going back to Woody Allen. Ain't nobody going back to Lena Dunham. Forget both of them. Right. If you, if you, if y'all don't, if the audience listeners, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, just just go look it up. Google it. Go Google both of them. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. Woody Allen. Yeah, and they, and they still have people. And they still have filmmakers or actors and actresses defending working with him. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to do it again. It was so great. What a lovely experience. And some of them kind of did a soft shoot backpedal, but for the most part, they were all like, oh, oh, I had no idea. You know, I just had a great time working with him. Yeah, why doesn't anybody, like you said, why doesn't anybody dox that dude? I mean, it's like, he, 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 what he's done, flaunts it every day. It's like, y'all have never said, ask the dude to have his walk of fame taken out. Y'all are just, 
Hey, I loved um Annie. Annie, uh, what was it? Annie. I loved Annie that Hall. Annie, Annie Hall. Hall. I loved that movie. Yeah. It's such like, a great inspiration for me. It's like Match Point. Oh, great, great movie. Like, hey, man, you know, Match Point was a great movie. Okay, you're not you're not the one asking for new hosts on award shows. So you're, you're right. Okay. I absolutely am not. Hopefully, after after Kevin Hart to do Tiffany Haddish, just pissed off Javon. Wait what? Wait what? And Cat Williams apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait what? I, I'm lost here. No, I said they'd have Tiffany Haddish hosting the Oscars next year just to piss you off. You know I'm not mad at Tiffany Haddish. I just don't think she's terribly funny. Yeah, I think have Mike Epps do it for y'all. Oh no, Mike oh, Epps. Dude, that's not funny. You see, you see Mike Chief walked Epps. out. Yeah, Chief walked out. Look, Mike, and I've all, I'm gonna say this real quick on Mike Epps. Mike Epps is the dude. If we hanging out, I'm. Hey, is Mike coming? Right. Mike's funny, but I'm not paying thirty five dollars. I'm not paying thirty five cent to see Mike do stand up. Sorry. You've said that before, and I always follow up with at least he's not JV Smooth. If they got oh, JB no, hosting anything, you write as rain I'm, about I'm literally that. unplugging the television. I'm not even gonna <laughs> no. Chief, so Chief, screw I'm, the coax, unscrew the coax cable. Gunner and <laughs> Chief, Jeff, I'm gonna tell you this: we had the misfortune of seeing him in Atlanta two years ago during the hair show, right? Holy, oh, oh my God! It's like it was like watching a school bus fire with your children on that bus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that pain. He's terrible. He's terrible. terrible. He's terrible. No, no last in Mudville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So I saw this headline that cracked me up. So we've been talking about this on the text thread, but the CBS acting CEO told his employees that the investigation into the culture at CBS Corp that was sparked by the multiple sexual misconduct allegations Ooh, against Liz Moonves was nearing its end while lamenting the fact that so much of it has been made public. Are you kidding? I mean, he's mad no. because Les Moonves' trash got aired. And like, hey guys, we need to keep this in house. Really? Okay, wow. we, want it, we, want, we want our power for men to be quietly removed so then we can bring them back in five years when no one actually knows what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I if I can just press on my button, I'm having a rough day. I could go for a glass of wine, but I think I should brought, dial number two on my phone. It's like, you're, you're well, ashamed you can go ahead and explain what that is. <laughs> <laughs> number two? What number two? I feel like two. that should be number I think one. That's or like one of those buttons above. You're right. Okay. Those buttons above the, above the numbers. <laughs> Well, that's is an OG pig. He is an OG that, pig. A, I mean, like, right. explain okay. what he did. Okay, eighty right. stuff right there, man. Okay, like, now he he went straight. Right, Les Moonves straight up. Anybody who's ever seen Mad Men, that's what Les Moonves was. I mean, it's like the dude. I mean, he must have just literally had like dial zero for you know uh, some Bill Clinton, uh, Monica Lewinsky. It was like, okay. Since you just won't, he had a woman. <sighs> on staff who provided him oral services during meetings when he needed it. <laughs> when he needed it. And I, and I quote, and, I, and the, every outlet has been putting this in quotes, on call. I just oh, literally on call. Not a schedule. He's just like, I'm having a bad day. I can go for a glass of wine or I can dial zero. For- oink, oink. 
I mean, and it's, I mean, it's like, and everybody was kind of like, hey, we knew she wasn't going anywhere because we knew right. what she was here for. Oh, she ain't getting fired? Okay, what's she like, No. She was no, about to raise. It's like, well, yeah. What are y'all doing? She good. She was about that raise. Nice. <laughs> she could come in there and play the bongos on our chief lawyer's bald head. Ain't nothing gonna happen. I mean, I, I mean, now, I'm, 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 sound out of that. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm truly wondering, like, if CBS actually gives this dude his golden parachute, they're they're stupid. Like, the dude literally should be fired for cause. But I'm really wondering, like, Julie Chan was like, "Hey, I'm riding for it." But now, after this comes out, I'm she, really wondering. She's going to do a quiet I've been one, too. This. Who called this? I was like, man, she ain't going to ride for him once, he fig- once she figures out how many affairs he had or something to that effect. She's sticking around for the golden parachute, and then she's out. Right. I'm, I'm just wondering, did she come back to the view if, you know, after it's no, all done? They just announced that Carrie Ann, um, Carrie Ann from uh, Dancing with the Stars, or, yeah, I think that's uh, it. She's going to be the permanent uh, replacement for Julie. So just, that, I'm sorry. Right Please tell me Carrie Ann. Yeah, I'm a butcher last name, so okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're gonna go Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann doesn't happen to fit a certain demographic, does it? Listen, listen. Now wait a second. I know wait. I'm not being in a, I'm not saying like I'm just saying like kinda of how in the Supreme Court, uh Thurgood Thomas seat and then they call that kind of the black seat and then listen. they put Clarence Thomas on. We I, don't like, have that many Asians on T V. So if they want to put Carrie on TV yeah, I'm okay with as that. Julie's replacement, I'm fine. That that beats each other blonde who could take that seat. I'm hey, I, I, I'm I'm just saying like hey, this is an opportunity to put something like Crazy Rich Asian basically said, hey guys, we actually exist in Hollywood. Like y'all can't do an actual interview with somebody. Like I mean, hell, all of us have had to interview for a job. It's like. That's an easy job. Like, hey, let's put somebody. I mean, if we're gonna put somebody like that, let's not use somebody that's already out there. Like, let's make a new brand here. Like, no, the whole thing of that show is people that people already know. Right. That's what yeah. I thought too. Yeah, you're not. Okay. Some, you're not gonna break out on the on the on the voice or the view. But to Jeff Jason's Jeff to Jason's point, we do know other Asian women that could probably fill that void, right? All right. Who who would you choose? I don't know. I'm just saying they're out there. The fact that I don't know means that there's not representation out there, and Jason is correct. Right. Yeah. We're both how we both diversity, we're exactly. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, again, my thing is, I mean, like Javon said, it's like, I want to see more people get on, not the same people get on. Well, you got to start. You got to start. And, you know, it's also one of those deals with if everybody liked her, that work with her you got to have a certain chemistry you can't work in somebody new i get it and i'd much rather her be there than than becky so yeah i mean yeah because i mean that's what what was the show on uh abc when they basically replaced all of them with a whole bunch of blonde ladies and then everybody's weird i don't know i don't watch it what was the what's the opposite of the view the talk or something whatever the abc yeah, version they got like of it was. 50 of them that's the view that's yeah, the view oh okay the the ABC ones the view. Yeah, so talk yeah. is the CBS copycat. Oh, okay. Then there's the uh, what's the UPN one? Girl, well, UPN doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> very much. UPN. Oh no, they, they, they got like they got like Channel oh, okay. Six as their like whatever the uh, Channel Six the C the C oh, it's, it's called the, the real the real the real that's right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh God! If you're yeah. in a doctor's office, you'd be like, "Y'all really watch your No, I saw it. I saw that. No, this based in Bethesda, right? Hey, Jay, Jeff, it could be based in somebody's basement. That's what it seems like. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Why would I? I don't. I don't even want it that close to me. I'm sorry. I'll go white. You already know what my life is. I've had to sit there and watch that ad nauseum. It, I would rather drink a, a whole thing of barbicide. You know the thing they clean the combs and brushes. Yeah, I'd rather drink that ice in it than watch an episode of that. That is painful, dude. It's painful. Alright, let's move on here. Okay. We've got some interesting news with Netflix. So apparently Daredevil, which got canceled, was Netflix's fourth highest rated show. Now, I need to get in on Netflix for a moment because I don't like Netflix being the gatekeeper of their information in terms of their TV shows because we can't have an informed debate about shows that deserve to be canceled, what needs to stay on there, what should be renewed. If we don't know what people are watching outside of Netflix. So some group claims that they do know they've cracked the code for Netflix ratings. And they said that Netflix or the daredevil is the fourth highest rated show. And Netflix apparently thought that it wasn't worth paying to keep it worth paying for 13 episodes. They wanted a shorter episode count or had creative differences, all of which to me screams, code for Disney Plus. But for now, let's just say that was legit and they didn't want to pay for it and they didn't want to pay for 13 episodes. I'm on the same token. There was mass hysteria and outrage from uh, Gen Xers as it was announced that Netflix was going to take Friends off of the service starting January 1st. Netflix since decided, hey, we're just kidding, joking around. Hey, everybody, we'll keep Friends on. But they're going to keep it on for the tune of a hundred million dollars. That's a lot of downloads for people doing dishes while they watch Friends. What do you guys think about this Netflix model not releasing show ratings or just like a top 10 of Netflix highest rated shows or huge shows and paying so much money to keep Friends on when Blu-rays exist? Okay, Jeff. How like they basically struck a deal with Warner Brothers or whoever the distributors is to keep Friends by itself ad nauseum for a hundred million dollars? Why do we keep saying that ad nauseum yeah. today? Stop saying that. I'm sorry. That. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I, I, well, I guess I'm getting. Right. So you're saying they they paid a hundred million dollars? I yes. At the very least, I I, I understand why you you don't want to pay Marvel. To distribute, like I, I read kind of the comment is like we're paying Marvel to distribute something that they're eventually going to take away. Like we're paying you to to make it. We get it. We're not. You're not bringing any new subscribers to us, which I, I actually disagree with. It's like if I didn't have Netflix, I would get Netflix to watch Luke Cage, Daredevil, and the like. But paying a hundred million dollars for a show that's been off for ten years. 10 years I, I'm I'm not there's no I don't care what my stock's at I, I'd lose that show like in a heartbeat like yo if you guys if you guys want to take it to Warner Brothers Plus or whatever the heck y'all are doing why don't y'all try it and see how how easy it is and then you're going to figure out this business model is hard 
no matter how much co original content you have, and you'll come back to us. I don't need to pay that much of a ransom. But I'm like, I'm one of the people who wanted to see they have friends on TBS and other syndicated cable shows. So it's not like, oh, it's off Netflix. Nobody can watch it. And again, like I said, during Black Friday, you could get the entire series of friends for $55. Netflix could have paid that much to send it to half their subscribers um, for $100 million. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's like, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, as much as people would have complained about losing friends, that's actually, it's like, that's, on net not on netflix netflix should be hey we own we can buy subscriptions from stuff but once some a company says we're taking it back we're not shoveling out more money for it. like hey yeah. you talk you like remember how um like some of the cable providers were basically getting ransom like say stop uh this cable provider from dropping our channels and putting us into like extreme uh -huh. basic or whatever it's like that's what you if you say hey if you guys want us to keep friends, you talk to Warner Brothers and tell Warner Brothers not to raise the price up to some ridiculous amount. Like you're getting views, and and don't 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 trick to us about it. It's not us. I mean, if we have to raise your subscription a dollar per month for you to watch Friends, are you gonna be okay with that? If not, then bye bye Friends. You need to take a swig of water. Why do you do that? <clears throat> Had to scratch the old man voice, and it's just the beginning of December. So, well, one thing that's interesting to me is that for $100 million, how many Netflix original films could they have made? Because I'm actually more interested in watching new content like their movies as opposed to watching something where I can just go to my shelf and pop in the Blu-ray and be fine and watch it whenever. And don't have to worry when Netflix is taking it off. Uh, Chief, are you watching TV shows on Netflix like that? Um, yeah, I've watched Blue Bloods for sure. Um, I watched, yeah, I watched a couple of TV shows uh, that I don't catch normally or haven't caught up. Like, uh, I've been planning on watching Gotham somewhere season three or four. I popped out and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I haven't caught up. So that's, you know, usually if I'm, if, if I'm behind in a show, I'll, I'll watch it on Netflix. Now paying a hundred million for friends is ridiculous. Unless of course the, the the friends download exceeded that. I mean, but I I doubt people are still downloading friends like that. I don't know, but perhaps <laughs> you know what I mean. Perhaps yeah. you know what I mean. They say somebody new tries crack every day. Who knows? So <laughs> some stranger things have happened. I don't know how you know. I don't know how that happens. Um, I haven't gone and watched a episode of Friends. Um, ever since uh, my man had the meltdown on stage. Um, no, nah, that's that Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I haven't watched that episode. Oh. That was Seinfeld. Yeah, I, like, since, so I haven't watched Seinfeld. You just said and, forget uh, all of TV because of that. All NBC. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't watch, you know, I don't think I like, you know, Friends is all right, but I don't think I watched it when it was on. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, you know, that's, Netflix is already losing with the whole, we got rid of, you know, the Marvel, Marvel series. Um, I'm just waiting right now. I'm just waiting for them to tell them, tell us that Jessica Jones is off. I mean, that's the last one left, isn't it? No, they got a second season of Punisher. They got a second season. Okay. I mean, but, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I really counted the Punisher in those that three, cause I mean, Defenders is gone now. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Luke, Iron Fist. Like I said, Jessica Jones is in that crowd. I mean, you know, uh, you know, um, those were some of my heavy hitters right there. Have so, they made an announcement about Punisher? Uh, they've already shot the second season of Punisher, and it's uh, just awaiting a release date. And I have a or, very good suspicion that it's already on, and they just or it's going to be it. on Disney. No, no, it's before, definitely before going they to air on before now. they release it, they'll they'll cancel it. No, they won't wait until it comes out. <laughs> right, just like they did, no. just like they did with Daredevil. They'll be like, "Oh, you're seen it now? We're canceling it." Hey, she, and a year later, but, you'll see Punisher: The Lost Tapes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, 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 like third season of Chappelle Show. Right, right. right. So we'll see. Wow. All right, so that that's that with with the whole Netflix drama. Um, now, Wednesday, we were supposed to get the new Avengers 4 trailer, but after uh, Bush's funeral, Disney decided to hold off. So the rumor, word on the street, is that Friday, by the time people are probably listening to this, it will be up. But we're going to see the Avengers trailer very soon. What are you guys hoping to see in this trailer? Gunner, let's start with you, man. I, I just want to see, you know, you know, I want to see Thanos like basking in his victory, man, and then, you know, the whole whoever's left coming together. I kind of want to make sure that uh, Ant Man gets out of limbo or whatever the hell he is, man, because that's that's a messed up situation. You know what I mean? That just left a taste in my mouth where I was like, damn, you just out there, man. I hope they find you. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope you come back in time, and you know, oh, what happened? That would be the worst part of his character. We like everything's cool, everything's solved. You know what I mean? The time stone. I don't know. Adam Warlock. However, they're gonna figure it out in this in this universe. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Captain Marvel's gonna just blast his ass, and there you go, Infinity Gauntlet. I can wield it too. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, you know what I want to see? There in the comics, there were there were a few people that could wield the Infinity Gauntlet as well. I thought Captain Marvel was one of them, and I know Black Panther is one of them. I just want to see them like messing around with it, like, oh crap, I dropped it. Black Black Panther pick it up, bow, I'm back, and then do his thing, man. You know what I mean? Oh, I figured this out because I'm super smart. Boom, dang. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see something cool like that. But yeah, I mean, for some reason, the Ant Man thing is sticking with me. Like, <laughs> he's just out there, man. They just, they just, he's, he's gone. Like, nobody's gonna be able to bring him back. They don't even know what he did. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows. No one knows. Uh, the only person that can bring him back, he disappeared in dust too. You know, right. what's his name? Doctor Strange. He's done. Yeah, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, lots, lots of cats. Done. Jace, what are you thinking about this one? Uh, I am. I'm actually. I just want to see the trailer. <laughs> I mean, I, I. It's funny just because it's like. We saw like we Thanos is now thinking he's just he's done, he's done his life's purpose, so he just thinks it's I mean whatever that dream set he, he setting he's in with, with young Gamora, I'm sure that's gonna be a nice little uh, life works, but that's gonna turn real bad, and then that can like fade out to what the remaining heroes are gonna do, and the pro- the pro- kind of the problem is like not we know that Captain Marvel is going to be the one that saves everybody. So how do they show anything of her before her movie comes out? I'm I'm I'm, I'm a, I want to see how they do that balancing act. 
because uh, we know she's she's gonna be the I mean almost she's gonna be the man on that in uh, Avengers four. So I'm, I I want to see how they do the. I don't know if that's wait. What I thought one was do. March and one was May. Yes, so they're, they're doing March the trailer, but they're doing the trailer like the real hook. It means like because it's uh, almost gonna be like have to be like the trail the real trailer for Avengers is gonna have to come out after. Uh, Captain Marvel. So it's gonna be like, yeah. oh, how do you do that balancing act? Because at this point, all our heroes are just beat. I mean, it's like they got their A game and got whomped. So how do you get? How did? How does that big? I mean, because what? Well, in uh, yeah, because Doctor Strange is gone. So it's it's not even yep. like they got anybody like kind of. Well, how do we do this? Like, does somebody like you said? Who finds Ant Man and tells? Tells them, hey guys, I might find some healing that might help us. I don't know. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking to see how they do that balancing act. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's a good point. I totally spaced on that. Yeah, because it's like she's supposed to be saving everybody, coming coming back to Earth or whatever. Like, yeah, like <laughs> how are they going to balance that? Because if the trailer's coming out, I guess that's trailer two. You'll see her or something. Because you know, I'm thinking of like the Avengers when you know it was after Black Panther we saw like. A real Avengers trailer, right? So it was just like, oh, okay. Or did we? No, no, it was like how this is. Or did we? We saw oh. uh, snippets of Avengers. We saw Black Panther roll, you know, because it was it wasn't quite the same because we already saw Black Panther in Civil right. War, so he was already in the mix with those guys. Oh, so that's seeing right. him alongside yeah. them was like, oh, okay, cool. And after Black Panther was like, shoot, yeah, I can't wait to see. I right, look, Akoi is right there with them. But we'd already gotten a little glimpse of his world, so it wasn't quite the same thing. Got it. That's right. I, I don't know, know if we're going to see Captain Marvel save the day, but maybe she's going to be like a difference maker like Thor. Um, I don't okay. know what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, I, I hope they don't have her over the top. I think I'm, I'm hoping they go the Ripley route for Captain Marvel versus the Ray route from last year. You know, that would be the worst thing if they made Wow. Ray. <laughs> that is a great analogy dude yeah i'm down with that i am down with that yeah so that's that i'm looking forward to it speaking of captain marvel we saw the new trailer um this one looked cool lots of interstellar uh space blasting uh captain marvel rocking her mohawk helmet uh fighting in space blowing up ships look good what do you guys think it's on the list definitely uh Number one, it's it, it, it's gonna be on the list of movies I definitely want to see. So that that trailer didn't didn't dissuade me to, uh, to knock it off that list. So it it, it looked good. Uh, Sam Jackson looks like a young. I, honestly, if you if, one of those things is like that motion. How they have done CGI now to de-age people? That is just like crazy. So it's like you're gonna have a whole movie of Sam Jackson looks like he was, you know, in the '90s Sam Jackson. That that that's impressive. So. He doesn't I mean, look that old. You throw a little hair on him, a little facial hair, change it up, no goatee. He actually doesn't look 65 or anything like that. Well, I mean, hey, I'm just still going with the, how they did for uh, uh, Robert, Robert Downey. Downey. Yeah, that was still the best. I'm just like, I mean, that was bad. I don't know if it was that or Tarkin from Last Jet. I mean, uh, Row One. I'm just like, y'all, y'all just know how to do this stuff now. So, but I, I, I mean, I was impressed with what, what how they had him looking. For uh, the trailer on that one. Yeah, is he really that old? Wow, Samuel Jackson, sixty-nine years old. Ain't no young ship. 
I mean, you know. But he's been around for a minute, though, man. He has, you know, yeah. He peaked at, like, he peaked at, like, what, 45? Like, <laughs> like 45, dude. Yeah. Who was the negotiator? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Ooh, that was a spacey movie. Let me pick another one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> shoot. You're trying to figure out his first like, movie is not going to be something easy. Formula 51. Oh, God, you can't. Huh? Formula 51. Is his first movie? No, 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 no. Oh, he's coming to America, wait. wasn't it? Yeah. No, nah, I, I feel days. like he went further back school there, days. but yeah. I'm going to say school days. I mean, that was the first time I saw him. Oh, okay. Yeah. He always played like now, a was this retroactively after uh, Pulp Fiction? No, this is before. Well, yeah, school, days, no, I mean, school days was before Pulp Fiction. Well, we noticed him in Coming to America, for real. Cause he, well, before Coming to America, before Pulp Fiction... Fiction but uh, before Pulp Fiction, that was the one he did with Emilio Estevez. Um, what was that called? Oh no, the garbage truck. Minute, minute work. No, loaded weapon. Loaded weapon. That was oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see here, because I. Emerson Andrew. He was in Goodfellas too. Yeah, he was. Stacks. Oh, yeah. you stacks. <laughs> uh, let's see. His first project was Together for Days. That movie was made before we were born. 1973. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so he's been doing his thing for a minute. All right, listen. We're, we're, How uh, old was he then? 46? Uh, <laughs> he was only 28. He was only 28. <laughs> he's just probably 35. Hey, again, how, uh, what's his name? Captain Picard looked the same for the last 50 years? Same thing. That's a good point. Go. That okay. dude didn't really start aging until three years ago. Right. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. All right. We're talking about comic book movies. Let's let's take it down to a smaller screen. This uh, weekend, Sunday starts the big Arrowverse Elseworlds crossover. To prepare for it, I made sure I caught up on Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. So lots of stuff to talk about. Let's work. Oh, boy. Which one do I want to start with? All right. Let's start with Supergirl. Because Supergirl is the one that I was probably the furthest back. I think I've watched five episodes of Supergirl in the last two days. I'm going to agree with Chief that it is, in the famous words of my cousin, not that bad. Supergirl's actually been, been entertaining. There are a few tricky spots with it that are just driving me nuts. But I'll talk about the good stuff first. I like that uh, these bad guys are a threat that Supergirl can't just punch out, use her powers, and be done with. Uh, she has to to do more, and I like that the bad guys are credible. I let's see, I like that the other characters have stuff to do, like Jimmy's trying to figure out what Guardian stands for, what his relationship is with Lena. By the way, you need to look at Lena, James, and get it figured out. Um, what else is going on? Lena's trying to figure out a super cure for everybody. That could be interesting. And, you know, when they had that kid on there, I was curious that they were going to try to make him Connor Kent and make him Superboy because they spent a lot of time on that kid. But um, it was interesting that she's actually working on uh, this super serum. That could be cool. Uh, what else is going on that I thought was cool? Manchester Black. Now, they're doing, as usual for Supergirl, a completely different take on the character. He doesn't have powers. Maybe Lena is going to give him powers that are going to give him his comic book accurate telepathic skills but 
he has the attitude. He's got like this whole mean streak and it looks like the rest of the elite are going to be joining him. And I think that's cool. I think they've done a good job. I like that they actually have a black guy. So they just call him Manchester instead of Manchester black. Um, yeah. And I thought he's been cool. He makes up for the lack of John doing anything outside of glowing his eyes red. And yeah. Now let's talk about the things that are a little bit sketchy still. Do you guys remember uh, last season when Alex, who just recently discovered, hey, I like chicks, uh, she's she's decided, hey, I'm a lesbian, and I found this woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. Maggie and I are going to be so happy together. We've got a bridal shower. It's going to be awesome and amazing. And then she realized, hey, wait a second. I like kids. I want to have a kid. And we don't remember when she ever expressed any interest in kids before, ever. And that was enough to break her and Maggie up and sent Maggie running to the hills. So this season, we've not spent second one on Alex's love life or Alex just thumbing through an adoption book or website looking at kids that maybe she could foster. And I think it's just really weird that they spent so much episode capital on her relationship and breaking up that relationship last season over a kid that she could care less about now. I think that's really weird. And uh, yeah, it's just weird. I don't understand. This is why I hate the Arrowverse relationships because they're like a soap opera. People can't be happy in them. So they spend all this time building them up and then they have to figure out ways to tear them apart. But it never goes anywhere. I think the only stable relationships in the Arrowverse are uh, Joe and Cecile, Diggle and Lila, and Barry and Iris. Everything else is just a waste of time because they're going to break up anyway. Uh, let's see. Other stupid things are things that I don't like right now in Supergirl. Brainiac. This guy's awful. I can't imagine that I would have missed Win as much as I do right now. But Brainiac is completely useless. He's a 12th level intellect who doesn't understand anything at all. And he's not helping them. He's providing quote unquote comic relief, but he sucks and he's a worthless character and doing absolutely nothing of use. Then they've decided to make dream girl, the bomb, the bomb, the platinum bombshell of the Legion of superheroes, the transgender character who is also an alien. And I don't, quite understand why there would be a transgender alien i don't get that at all like uh she decided on her planet that hey i don't want to be a boy anymore i want to be a woman that's weird and it doesn't quite i mean it's just and there's so many things wrong with that this interpretation of the character the legion actually has a character who is an alien and decides that they're going to uh be a woman to be in a relationship with the legionnaire and it's not her so i don't understand who sort of leaped through the legion of superheroes and thought ah that storyline sounds cool but we'll throw it on to a different character because they're doing it again with dream girl and not a fan and let's see yeah and my my thing my, my kind of guess my big thing with supergirl they're letting the bad guys have a little bit too much credibility and i've said this probably earlier i know i've said it to jace but Supergirl's biggest problem is the bad guys have a point. For three seasons, it's ended in a big alien invasion where alien invaders took over, tried to take over, and made a colossal mess of the planet. And on the smaller side of 
smaller scale, there is an alien who infiltrated the U.S. and became president and started making policies that benefited aliens. And I understand they're trying to do their clumsy analogy to what's going on with Latinos and the wall and this guy we have operating, masquerading as the president in the White House right now. But we don't have Latinos taking warships and destroying anything. And I think that's a big problem because these guys are so misguided in terms of how they're doing it. But their point is valid. And I don't think we need to have bad guys with such a valid point and the superheroes being so, well, hey, they're just not tolerant when it really should be more of a debate in terms of what's going on with these aliens. So that's my take on Supergirl. Chief, this is your show. What do you think about what I said? I mean, you're correct. I mean, isn't, isn't Supergirl supposed to fall for Brainiac at some point? Yep. I couldn't uh, imagine why she would with this this brainiac though. Like this dude is this dude. I think he's he's short, I think he's shorter than her. Um. Yep. So has what is you said he's like a seventh level intellect or something. Twelfth level. Uh, she tells him she she tells him to walk the girl up the street. He walks her ah. to the corner. <laughs> so they all get taken into. Uh, kidnapped to the warehouse. Um, <laughs> that should have been Brainiac's plan, for real. Right. Like, he should have figured looking, out that. I'm, I'm like, dude, why did you just... When somebody says, hey, take this person to safety, you actually take them to safety. He just walked into the corner. They, then he's watching Supergirl interact with these with these uh, these masked the people. And, and then she he, just peeks her head. She just peeks her head to the corner. She's like, oh, my God, we got to – I'm like, what are you doing, Brainiac? What is, why didn't you walk down the street? So this dude here, um, me and uh, Gunner were going back and forth about the, uh, the you know, the, the Manchester – like, so the Martian is contacting him but doesn't know where he is. So you you found <laughs> him. You found him to the point where you're in his head. Make no sense. But you don't know where he is. And he's interrupting him um, every time. <laughs> right. Every time he's about to do something, he gets interrupted. Hey. Um, well, I can't find him, though. Dude. I, it, like, I don't even know why they have the Martian guy on there anymore. I don't even know what the purpose of John is anymore. Like, you know, when, uh, like, if you watch Flash and, and they, they got rid of Jesse, they don't even have him sit in the chair. They're like, oh, you're back hurting? Well, we're not even going to invite you down down to the stage. Go ahead and, and, and get rid of John if you're not going to use him. Because you got him really looking stupid every episode. It, 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 I, I don't know what, what he is. Um, so then, like I said, he gets hit with the, in the head with the 20, the, the 20 ton chain hoist, the chain hoist that hits 20 tons. And then I'm like, oh, they killed Manchester. <laughs> and then the next scene, he's in the back of the... <laughs> I didn't even see a mark on his head. Right. The next scene, he's in the back of the police car. And I'm like, I should have known, man. He's not even on his way to the hospital. I'm like, uh, I'm like I, I've seen a dude walk into a hoist that maybe can lift 1,500 pounds and drop him like a stone. And you're telling me this thing lifts 20 tons and this dude gets clunked? Not just a nice clunk. I mean, he got hit. And then he's just cool. I'm like, well, okay. 
I'm like, here we go with these details again. Um, then uh, <laughs> you watch the suit. She's she's flying above, watching my man get taken out of the police car. So when we look from the ground to her, she's about thirty feet away. When we look right. from her to the it. ground, <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like two hundred feet up. <laughs> so I, I you, listen. I, I'm telling you guys, man. I'm always something for the details because I, I like. I just, I mean, when you're flying through the air, your wind should blow, your cape should blow, things right. of that nature. Um, the last episode, she lifted the storage. She lifted the storage container. She didn't even get tired. She, she got winded from lifting the storage container. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You're supposed to cut that out and, and make it look like it was nothing to lift the storage container. Um, she she defeated Superman a season ago. Um, she's much stronger than Superman. Yeah, so, I mean, the storyline, don't get me wrong now, with all the things that they don't do right, the storyline is decent this season. Mm-hmm. Um, last storyline, last last week, last year's storyline with the, I thought that was chocolate dad. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be honest. Um, the Are whole thing sure? was just chocolate dad. Yeah. Last man. season yeah. was ranked. I mean, it's, that's exactly. Last season was rain. That joint was booty juice. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, they they kept prolonging it. Then different rains yep. came in. And then they would defeat the main rain. They would have a hard time dying to defeat one of the new rains. They would defeat instantly. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the legion, of, the legion of, of idiots. That's what I call them. Because they was always bungling. Um, Last season of Blue Star too, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So it was just the last season was just booty juice. Um, to to the first half started out before you realized that this problem was going to be a continuous thing throughout the season. Um, and like I said, they put the whole legion on her, and <laughs> they just they just bungled that thing. And then in the end, it, you know, it was some simple fix. It's always some simple fix. So this season has been more of, I think, more of a challenge. I mean, it's 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 one thing to go after one target. It's another thing to to go after many. Like you know, the people themselves are turning. Um, the whole president uh, thing was dumb this week. I mean, what's he even doing there anyway? <laughs> and then and then. And then, like Gunner said, Gunner said it perfectly. How do you yeah. find a girl who doesn't work for you? You don't even work for the government, man. We're both government you don't employees. Even work for no. I have not don't received get no a paycheck. Collecting a check. I didn't fill out no W 2. I'm not 1099. I'm not even. Where are you sending the money? Right. Supergirl P.O. Box. I wouldn't have passed the clearance, obviously. <laughs> can't even get, she can't even get public trust clearance, man. Come on. Son. She's not Period. an American citizen. She's not at a how Cara Danvers can get it. So, and now here's but, the thing. Man. So they haven't stopped one alien without Supergirl's help so far, right? Not a one. So every alien they've had, they've needed Supergirl to defeat her. Yes, so sir. now all of a sudden you fire the girl who's been bringing in the who's been capturing the aliens for you. And now all of a sudden you guys are a kick ass unit? You guys suck. You guys are incapable of doing anything without Supergirl. 
And then you don't even have the Martian. Uh, I, I don't even know what he is. He's not no manhunter. He doesn't hunt down anything. But the the Martian mind melder, where he he might get into the minds of the criminal. Where are you? Tell me where you're stealing from. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I you know I'm I'm just like okay. So you fire the one person that actually makes the place run. Um. So yeah, Supergirl. Like I said, the story's good. The details within the story, Chocolate Daddy. I mean, they just straight Chocolate Daddy. I, I don't. They've got to do better with character development. They just they. I think they set them out there and just be like, you know what? Because in all honesty, what time does this show come on? Eight o'clock. Yeah. So eight o'clock at night on a Sunday night. That's not a kid show. This show is, in my mind, I'm thinking it's for adults. Whether they, you know, I don't know, you know, what the what the demographic is, 21 to, to, to 50, I don't know what that is, but it's for adults. You got to do better on the details. I mean, we, we, we're adults watching. We're not some kid that's going to overlook certain things. You know, if you she shoots blue x-ray vision, we're not going to be like, oh, that's different from, you're not, we're going to notice it's different from last week. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, this Supergirl, like I said, it's the story's better. The details are still booty juice. Uh, Gunner, you got anything to add? Uh, I think that's everything else. I was really going to touch on that whole you're fired thing. I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't work for you. I can do whatever I want. Like, I've been freelancing for no pay. Like, were they paying her? Like that's what I'm saying. Was Supergirl fi- herself filing taxes? No. So you're not free. whatever. I'm working here illegally with you. <laughs> I don't. Whatever. It's all messed up. Like I, I, I like Manchester. I like this take on this character. As I texted, I was like, I don't forgot who the heck this cat was. I was like, who's the British dude? I, I like him. Who's this British blade dude? I like him. I'm like, oh snap! I had straight Google. I was like, oh okay. I remember the elite and the Superman situation from back in the day, like way back, like pre-crisis, right? Pre-flashpoint, right? Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm digging it, but I feel like I'm just scared they're gonna mess it up. Because remember, this time last year, you know, that whole rain Christmas fight scene was awesome, right? Right. And I mean, the whole season was tight. Like nice, right? Like, I mean, honestly, they should have like had like five more episodes after that, and that would have been it. And I'm being, I mean, you might be an exaggeration. Five more episodes after that, it would have been great. No, the rain things dragged on. We had to see this Legion. Will she? Won't she? Will they get back together? All this crap that no one cares about, really. Anyways, um, this season, I mean, like I said, I kind of skipped a few because, I mean. I feel like they're focusing on subplots a little more. I feel like the storyline was good as far as, like, the villains go, meaning, like, the people are the villain, right? Like, I thought that was cool. I totally agree with Martian Manhunter is useless now, which is what happens with CW characters anyway. They'll have them, and then they're like, crap, we don't know how to get rid of this character at all. Like, Red Arrow, both of them. We don't know how to get rid of them. Let's put them all in a red... Mustang, or excuse me, Red Camaro, and just drive them off. <laughs> and then and that's it, right? So I don't know what they're going to do with Martian Man. Or you should have just been like, yo, my dad's dead. I'm going to go back to Mars for a second. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been, that would have made sense instead of having them kind of useless here. Manchester, you don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm still in the house, dude. I I'm do definitely that. don't. I have the knife in my hand. Of course I want to do this. Get out of my head. You leave me no choice. But you can't kill him either. Youthless. <laughs> no, he was trying to, like, you know, do the thing that, you know, McGann did and, uh, you know, uh, Young Justice. Nah, he just he was like, nah. I can't do it. You're right. I'm like, get out of my head, dude. I'm a Brit. I'm about to kill this cat. That's what that's what it was about. Anyways, I'm okay with this. I like I like what I saw when I came back to Supergirl. Um, details are hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching old episodes of Superboy on the DC app when it's stable. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and I mean, there were details there. Like I'm like, wow, CW needs to kind of look back at the old, you know, <laughs> the old shows here. <laughs> I mean, there was just little things. I'm like. I kind of remembered them, but I'm like, oh, they really thought this one through. But you know what I mean? Where you think, oh, man, back in the day, man, that was a hole in that plot. Nope, they totally explained everything <laughs> perfectly in 30 minutes. Not an hour. 30 minutes. That's so crazy. they need to – it's nuts. It's nuts. It's, I mean, you'd be surprised if you look at some of that stuff. So that's it. Flash 2, by the way. Old Flash. Right. Speaking of which – yeah, exactly. All right, so let's let's roll in the Flash. Uh, whew, okay, so Flash has been kind of problematic because I, I complain to Jace. They've been doing this whole sidekick teaching Nora the ropes of how to be a hero when she came from the future, and honestly, she should be teaching Barry everything about all the stuff that she learned because she got to read about Barry, so she's able to come up with her own tricks, and she's hanging out with Brainiac, presumably a different 12th level intellect who actually knows how to do stuff, like better uses of her super speed powers. So uh, the 100th episode was this week, and it was cool because they came up with a different way and not just doing a random whack clip show. They had Barry and Nora go through kind of Barry's low life reel or low light reel. There was no highlights here. It was just him getting punked out by various bad guys. And we got to see Savitar. We got to see uh, HR. We got to see Thawne as Wells. We got to see Zoom. And we got to see Wells before anybody knows that he's the bad guy. Tom Cavanaugh had an awesome episode. My favorite scene in the whole thing was when he was in that room, the chamber with Barry and Nora, and he's like, oh, what's up with your, what's up with your kids? This isn't Dawn. And, oh, Nora? Don't know her. Okay, that's weird. But it had, like, this creepy horror movie vibe where it's, like, Silence of the Lambs and, and, and he's just sitting out loose and Barry has to go into his lair. It was cool. Um, I like that we had Zoom showing up and, and actually had the guy who was Teddy Sears, I think is his name, show up as Zoom and kind of chase after her and, and Barry. That was fun stuff. I've had some problems with Sherlock, but he always manages to have at least one fun line or one cool thing. It's like, okay, they kind of have something with this character, but they don't always execute it well. I, and one thing I forgot to mention with Supergirl, but they did do on uh, Flash, was call out Thanksgiving. It was hilarious how both shows were like, yeah. And Supergirl, my man, uh, 
Agent Liberty was like, yeah, let's let's look look back at the origins of Thanksgiving where uh, colonizers just invaded and took over and now they celebrate Thanksgiving. And are these aliens going to do the same thing 50 years? And I was like, that's a good point. And then Drunk Wells or Drunk Sherlock was like, hey, colonizers took over the land and hey, it's ours. I like that attitude. It it was funny because they were just like really calling out how the tradition of Thanksgiving is kind of interesting. So that was fun. And now he's he's always been suspicious of Nora. And this episode, we finally find out that he had reason to be as she is actually has some sort of partnership alliance going on in 2049 with Thawne and who's wearing Wells's face again, but has the, the shock blonde hair. So we don't know what's going on. I'm much more intrigued because this explains a lot of my issues that I've had with Nora throughout the time. She's lying. So that's good. Um, and now we'll get to see what happens. And like Arrow, like Supergirl, uh, Flash is going to take one more episode to do the crossover. And then they're going to take their winter break and come back late January. But this puts Flash on a good position to actually do something interesting. Jace, what do you think about what's going on in Flash? Okay. Like the like the hundredth episode, I did get on to like kind of the one one thing is, is you know we, we talk is, especially when you talk about details like the fact that Zoom saw Barry and Nora and then got caught by a time break means that whole timeline screwed up because now Zoom is gone. So how they're gonna get around that? I mean, we, I came up with some. Maybe that was a, a time remnant of Zoom, but that really didn't make sense. But it, I, I like they brought him in there, but it was like, hey, guys, uh, that's a glaring thing. Y'all screwed up the timeline for real. Like, Well, fine. I mean, but that was Black Flash, wasn't it? So it wasn't just a regular time break. It was Black Flash, who is in this universe, Zoom. So he doesn't come. He doesn't become he can't him. Pull until himself he, out. No, he doesn't become uh, but the, the black racer. He doesn't there. become the speed force is the no time zone, right? So you screw with the time zone. That's when the time race come. So if he got caught earlier than he did initially, everything that happens after that is screwed. Barry's father actually is still alive. I mean, that's, that that oh, was like the big thing. Yeah. He got but, away. Yeah, I mean, like that's again. That's that was my kind of guys. It's funny. It's cool, but. Okay, but other than that, I'm sorry. Like, I'm taking it back to where it was. I like, like I said, I like the, uh, I like the hundreds episode. I thought it was a really good callback to all everything that actually has happened for the last hundred episodes. And like I said, it wasn't his highlight reel of him smiling. Was like, hey, this is the real Flash. This isn't, you know, what you might have seen in the museum. This is actually what we've actually the struggles this dude's actually been through the the whole year. I mean, the whole series. Yeah. And, but I was actually, and I was like, I was glad that, like, hey, Sherlock, I'm like, and I I call, I mean, I remember this, like, this chick has been lying. I'm like, she's lying about something major. So, and she is probably Barry, she's Barry's daughter, but maybe she did something that screwed up and actually got Dawn killed. And that's why Iris took her powers away. And now she's trying to figure out how to get actually gone back and Barry back at the same time by using thaw- everything that Thrawn has already known about time travel since he's the man who actually started basically this whole screw up in the first place. 
So oh, said, you're, you're saying general average. I'm saying Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I'm like, but it was like, okay, that gives that gives it a good footing for the next part of the series season. But I had to, I, I did have to take one other mental break. This episode, once you had the daggone dude Cicada canceled out, why the hell did he just run his tail into a a, a one of the prisons in the pipeline and be done? Like, oh, I got to punch him and show him who's boss. Like, what sense did that make? I'm, I'm, thinking, like, I'm sorry. You, you reminded me of something I just need to touch, cut, touch on from a previous episode. When they fought Weather Witch. Now, she came out clearly aggressive and wanted her dad. And Barry decided that he was going to take Weather Wizard, who was already in the jail cell, take him out of it, put him at Star Labs, and not take out the person who had a wand that was attacking them before she Okay. I I, I had to come up with some idea why that worked. Like, maybe she had a dang on lightning field around her that he couldn't actually hit her until she did something. It didn't make sense. How long would that have taken to do? Well, like, I mean, like, it's a kind of a force field. I mean, it, I I mean, again, you, when you pointed out the first time, I mean, just like, seriously, he could just zoom, he could run around the prison Face through the wall and then zoom up. I mean, put her, run up behind her, throw her in jail. That would have been the end of the episode. Hold on a second, fellas. Is, is that what y'all focused on? On that episode, yes. Uh, what did you focus well, on? Well, what I'm saying is, they we watched the whole episode of them running around. It reminded me of you remember Wayne's World when they was in front of the green screen and they uh-huh. were pretending they were different places. That's what they reminded <laughs> me of the whole time they were running. All I kept shouting was Wayne's World. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we're in we're in Delaware. So, <laughs> so yeah, the they whole, a little rough. <laughs> so they spend a whole episode running around to get this black matter. <laughs> they shoot it into the the piece of the satellite, and he shoots it off, only for it to be called from space now. Right. Why did and, he put it in space? And, like he's smart enough to know that hey, if I put it in the sun, it's not coming back. Well, whatever he did with it, my thing is this: like even in, obviously, no matter where it was from, he could call it. So because I mean, it possibly see it in space, right? Well, what I'm saying is, I don't know. But why did he put? Why did he? Why did he? No, no, why did he put it in another dimension? He can literally throw it in another drink. There's no calling it back. Like, Dude, uh-huh, I'm just going to throw it up just, in space. Let's focus on it took 20, 20, 25, 30 minutes of the show for him to collect his dark matter that didn't right. work. So <laughs> no, then, it did, no, it did work. They just decided to taunt him for no reason. No. Like, hey, we're no, just going to throw it. It didn't work because he brought the thing back down and then he, he took out their powers again. And then what's the name had to turn into Killer Frost, Killer Frost yeah. hit him into a van. And then, so now she's, now Killer Frost is shooting him with ice, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she shoots him into the van. Now he hit the van hard. The van broke apart. That is he's not iced up. <laughs> not iced up. And then second, while they're turning around, congratulating Killer Frost on coming out, <laughs> he gets away. Yeah, that was stupid. He's gone. So you just you hit a dude into the van. Now you 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 spent 
this time trying to capture this criminal. You fail. The girl, the girl comes, hits the thing. Y'all don't jump on the criminal when he's down. Oh, she hit him. Let's get him. Hey, who, where, where'd that come from? Oh, Killer Frosty's back with us. Hey, girl. What you doing? Or good, I mean, like, like you said, at least, you. hey, Killer Frost, freeze this guy. So, because we know you actually can affect this dude. Freeze the dude, we'll throw him in the pipeline, season over. Exactly. Again, guys, I mean, that's what, that fight point. scene, I'm just like, guys, I like this episode, but this fight scene, like, come on, why are you guys patting yourself on the back? Like, he has no powers in the pipeline. Why, why just, like, this is done. Like, his dagger's canceled out, throw him in the pipeline. Go about your life like this. Yeah, it drove me a little insane. I was like, "Come on, guys!" Like, I understand we're trying to stretch them out. Go ahead. I don't don't understand why this wasn't Nora's idea anyway. She's from the future. Case in point, in in the story, Nora, you should know how to put all this stuff together yourself. You're the one that's like, "Oh, this physics is easy." Oh, this is easy. But remember, she really is the one who came up with this. That's I mean, and then they kind of went and they then it went around in a circle again. I'm like. She was like, but what yeah, if I do this? Like, well, we can get darker matter from over here and go back in time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll exclude that because it's like, it really was Thrawn's plan, plan to tell him how to do this. And he's like, hey, don't tell them how you do it, but just put the Inception idea. They're smart enough. I work with these guys. They'll figure out what to do, but you can't tell well, them Well, I mean, I plan. guess we're supposed to assume that. I don't know, man. All I know is, I don't know. Whatever. I, all I know is it should have been like... You, you no, remember that commercial? I, I, here's the thing. I think they should have at least turned to her like, you're from the future. What should we be doing? <laughs> well, she gives them... I mean, the, the, the other thing is like, she's not supposed to provide everything because like, it, it, the more stuff she says about the future, it's supposedly will screw it up, except when you listen to Legends or every time Barry goes in the timeline. Exactly. Including this entire episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> Savitar saw and, them and he's like, like, oh, it's all written. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool tie-in and how that worked. But that was cool, right? But what if somebody else saw? Like, come on, man. Like, it's on. Thank God it's only it's on song. If, if you're from the future, you're already there, so you're going to change it because you know what's happened. So if I, I know... Up the future if I come by back from the, the But if I know that I've come from the future... First of all, I'm betting on sports games. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be rich for the future. <laughs> not only that, not only that, but I would know. Mm, I'm not gonna date Keisha. I'm gonna walk away right now. Like certain <laughs> things you're gonna already know about your life, and and not to do. So she's no way. She might as well tell him because she's gonna guide him away from whatever uh, calamity is gonna approach anyway. You know what I mean? So, and like I said, you're right, Gunner. It was one big circle. You, I was saying that commercial with a dude, he's like, man, I snort cocaine so I can work longer hours so I can buy more cocaine. It's just, <laughs> it didn't right. make, what? It, I was like, what? I remember that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I, you know, that, 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 that whole episode, I was like, yo, this was just like, I just, I think they had to put one episode in before this timeline thing, this right. new this this crossover event, Elseworld, and then the writers was just the writers just got together. They was like, "Hey man, it's, it's the holidays. What you want to do?" And the hell with it. Let's just throw something <laughs> together. Episode. Let's go back in time again. 
because that's the easiest right. and simplest thing, even though we keep saying he can't do it. Right. He's not right. supposed to do this. Yeah. It's the worst idea yeah. ever. Don't go right. inside so, again. So let's both of us go back further in time. <laughs> Holy fuck everything up. Nora, don't touch <laughs> anything. Wait, Dad. <laughs> they touch everything? Butterfly <laughs> effect, like in full effect. Like, yeah, let's do Everything. But I did love, 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 love when they phased into the little room joint and the old boy was like, oh, hey, guys. Right. You right. turn around. My man was yeah. looking like Godfather. He was. That dude was like, oh, hey, he went through the list. Yeah. He went through the list. He went through Liberty Bell. Uh, <laughs> right. I was like, thank you for subtly making the link between Liberty Bell and and, and Jesse Quick. He's like, oh, you're Jesse. You're Liberty Bell. Oh, you're Don. What? Yeah, I, I, was, I was trying to figure yo, out those names. I'm just like, I know he's dropping names there, but I wasn't. All Star Squadron. I was just like, there it is. I was just like, I know that name. That was from the All Star Squadron. Because Jesse Quick is literally, you know, the the in yeah, the comic, yeah, he's the yeah. daughter of Johnny Quick and what's her name, Liberty Bell, the name he actually said. So, yeah, there he goes. But he named Liberty Bell, who actually didn't have speed. It was interesting. Um and. And and Jesse Quick and then the other one, uh, Don. He was like, uh, she's like, no. The look on her face when she said Don. I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> and here's the other thing. I'm like, this 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 also got me. It's like as soon as uh, Wells doesn't turn on the particle accelerator at the, the exact second he's supposed to, Barry's not in the exact spot he's supposed to be. All of that, that should have been all of that should have been changed. It was like. I was like, come on, guys, like, play by one set of rules. Like, I enjoy the episode, but, like, just give me one frame that, hey, we can, time is malleable, malleable, but don't think, I mean, it's like certain important things have to happen. It's like, if you do anything, it's straight butterfly effect. It's like, hey, Barry's not going to be pulling the chain to get electrocuted, which means there's no flash. Well, hold on, because I thought they fixed that a little bit. I was thinking the exact same thing in that moment, right? Then I was like, wait, Ronnie's still there. And remember him and Ronnie, Ronnie and um and Cisco were supposed to be in a little pipeline thing together. Right. So remember he was he like, hey, go on. check on. Ah, no, 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 that was before. They were already in there. He, no, but then he, he, turns he it checks off. on it, but then he double checks it. And then when he turns it on, he doesn't know. He's, he's, you know, he's close by. That's why he's the closest person to go double check. That's my point. So he told him to go over there, though. Don told him to go over there. Like he was, everybody was in that little center room that for some reason looks like the current one, which it didn't before last season. We'll move on from that. Or, you know, the first season, but we'll move on from that. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. We're not supposed to notice that part. Um, But because we didn't want to change the set. We ain't got no budget. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, he told him to go to the pipe. Like, he didn't tell him to go to the pipe. Everybody was in the same room at that point in time. Then he was like, wait a minute. So that's why I was just like, okay, they kind of fixed it, I guess. You get what I mean? Because everybody was literally was in the same room when they shouldn't have been. Considering what we know about season one and two, or what we learned in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So last one, Arrow. Uh, we had the big breakout. Uh, Oliver finally got out of prison thanks to Laurel's help. Uh, he had a showdown with Diaz. Uh, ben Turner made his big face turn. That was great. Uh, and then Arrow's got an arrow, baby. So 
we see a new Green Arrow all this time running around, and we learn that that is his Air Oliver's half sister, Amiko. And she's been in the comics for a while now. She's been a cool addition to the comics. The only problem is a lot of those cool traits they've already assigned to Thea. And it's kind of weird that they're going to try to do, you know, Oliver and sister again. And this is just me reaching. I don't know what's going to happen because they didn't even have a conversation uh, in their first episode. But, you know, eventually they're going to try to put them together as a a team. And I'm just curious what they're going to do because they've already got a million people on Team Arrow and they don't have enough time to have everybody doing stuff like laurel and curtis walked in on the last episode did a hey how you doing and left out uh renee may be coming a city official dinah's the police chief for now because the mayor for some reason doesn't like the idea of criminals going to jail if you need a vigilante's help and i hate that in all these shows, but are really hated in, in Arrow because we've constantly seen it's no police officer stopping Ra's al Ghul or Slade and his Miracruz soldiers or stopping Merlin from detonating the whole city. It's Green Arrow right there front and center. And I just kind of feel like, come on, man. I mean, he's done a Sokovia Accord deal. He took off his mask. He signed up. Like, what else do you need him to do? And, he's a killer. I mean, what's, 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 he went to prison. He's already served his time. I mean, now slate is clean now. That, now that's 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 just that would be your argument on why he's in the police force. Like, hey, he's paid his debt to society. He's helping us now. There's no vigilante. Yep. We move on. Who he is? He's taking off. The Doesn't mask. even wear a mask. Right. So yeah, that was that was interesting. And of course, you know, I hated hated. Hated the the big dramatic scene from Felicity. Oliver, you just don't know who I am anymore. You don't understand I think me. We need to take a break. Oh my Jeffrey? gosh, dude! Okay. I'm like, are we married hour? now? Ain't no break. No, there's like, no I'm break. Watching that part. <laughs> and I'm no like, break. but you're married. There's no. And you've break. been working this long. You've been working this damn hard to get him out of jail, and now. Seven episodes trying to get him out of jail she made this huge heel turn going on the dark side i've got to get oliver out of prison now oliver's oh, going to shoot somebody knows. in the living room when when oliver scratched somebody you were giving him a, a verbal beat down oliver you're a better person than this you shouldn't be doing this that's where other people that's what the difference between you and prometheus is no you can't just change about face because it's your turn i know in felicity world that's what she does but that just doesn't just doesn't fly and i'm happy she leaves and walks off stage for a while because i hate season three onward felicity the only okay. time I didn't mind Felicity was season five until she forgot about her fiance boyfriend that Oliver shot and killed. Go I ahead, Jason. I was going to say, I, I think if they want to actually have Felicity off the show for, you know, until the end of the season, I'm actually okay with that. I, I know them trying to stretch the fast forwards to make Felicity a bigger deal. No, she's already too much of this show. Uh, I, I, I was like, You've done all of this, and now you want to take a break? It's like because you're supposedly so different. Like, 
hey, you've been in prison six months. Hey, how about we get to know each other before I decide I'm storming off now that I've done all these things to get you out of prison and now you don't appreciate me? It's like, really, take a, take a mirror five seconds and just, you know, look at yourself and, you know, shut the heck up. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, I really, I really, Felicity. Huh? You're, you're so violent with Felicity. You're offending me. Yeah. Okay. Just, she should just go. Like, I mean, and like, I, I don't know much about Amika, but you're, you're right. It's like we've already done the half sister, and we did that like as soon as she was announced as Merlin's sister. So, yep. We got. I mean, you guys kind of took some of the thunder there, and it's like, and what is she going to be doing? You, you saved the city. It's like, well, I mean, we've already had like the multiple archers on Team Arrow. We really want to rehash that one again? I don't I mind the multiple archers on Team Arrow. It's just, you know, done it before. Yeah. If you're going to do it, keep them. Yeah, I, I think that's the better issue. part. If you're going to do it, keep them. That's it. Like, if she's going to stay, or is she going to go with Roy and like Wally. Uh, that's, what, that's exactly what I was about to bring up. I'm like, I have that same issue with Team Flash. Team Flash should literally only be <laughs> Wally and the Flash Iris. Uh-huh. And that's the rest it. of them could be part of the Justice League. I mean they they could make a Justice League and you know help out occasionally. Like actually have them not in their costumes, but like, hey, I actually have a tech problem. Why don't I go to Ramon Industries to ask him about this? Like, Caitlin, we got a medical question that my advanced degree as a CSI probably, you know, does not I don't know how to handle. Hey, let me go to, you know, Mercury Labs where Caitlin works. Like, having them exactly. all in the same places, it's like, you guys have the sets built, use them. They don't have to, I mean, like, you already had the, what was it, whatever the paper is in Flash, like, you can have Iris actually go there because it's already made. It's not like y'all are making sets out of thin air. Like, just come, like, have them with day jobs. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and then, but like, Team Arrow's like, you're going to build up these sidekicks. And all of the Arrowverse services build up the sidekick for a year, try and use the figure sidekick the next year, have no clue what to do with the sidekick, <laughs> get rid of sidekick. Hey, what happened to Artemis? Yeah. She's gone, right? Like, she's just gone, dead? What happened to her? Artemis. Artemis. Prometheus, remember? Prometheus. No, the, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh. Well, they, actually, they got rid of her pretty you know, eloquent way. That was good. Driving yeah. off in a red car just peace i really think that like if you had that prometheus episode i mean season you would just be like damn this show's great what yeah. happened to the rest of it well man somehow i think yeah. the writers took a strike they just stopped doing it i don't know what happened man i don't know who died man it was just that great cliffhanger it was like who shot jr never know no one no one will know swear you know what we should never ever do None of us on this show should ever watch season two and then watch, then just continue to watch the season. <laughs> it is a far cry. I actually watched a couple, just kind of was like, hey, I wonder what happened there. I'm trying to remember. And next thing you know, I'm in it. Yeah. So just, you know, what's going to happen? Right. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> like three, four, and five were, wait, wait three, four, well, five, five, where are we on? Five was great. Five was good. One, three one, and two, four. And five. I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah, one, two, five. 
I'll give most of six, half of six. Three and was good until Felicity started getting no. in Ron's on Ghoul's face. Three was not good. It was, man. He got thrown off the cliff. I mean, that was one of the best yeah, episodes of Arrow that was ever. like, Yeah, but that was like how many episodes? That was like four episodes in? Uh, no, man. That was in this season. Episode. That had the Hong Kong flashbacks. Yeah, like, Wait a minute. Good, right oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Three wasn't terrible, actually, now that I think about it. It was just like, wait, that's a little off. I don't think like, I how, like... is, how, is, how is this Felicity woman not dead as an example of anybody who talks back to Ra's al Ghul? Huh. And why are they back at Star City doing the Ra's al Ghul? Oh, that's right. They're trying to be Batman, so I can deal with that. Fine. So, okay. But then four happened. And then we just skip over that. And then five, I can deal with five because that was like awesome until they blew up what's his name <laughs> blew up Prometheus or excuse me please Prometheus blew off his head and I'm like oh what oh that's it but we still keep Captain Boomerang or whoever the hell you know what I mean in jail here's this here's this rose gallery in jail but not Prometheus of all people people that he beat easily in one episode <laughs> no but if he no 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 if Prometheus had actually killed like five of Team Hero and then did that that would have been awesome. Because he's like, you can't even get revenge against me. Ha, ha, I kind of wish he kind of killed off some of these people. We yeah, got too many people on the show now. <laughs> Way too many. And they really should have killed, like, many people have been killed on the show. Like, hello, they killed his mom. Like, Slade's just like, yo, you know what? Done. Yeah. They should have killed William, who's flash forwards. I can't stand. They're so boring. Like, I don't care about yo, evil. Yo, I'm so flash forwards. And William is it. lame. I mean, Don is trying to make him a hero, but I'm like, please stop. Please. Don't He's even, not like, a hero. He don't care like, about any of these characters. I'm like, no. what the fuck? Zoe? Like, Zoe's just chilling? Like, who is? Right. What? Yes, who cares about okay, Zoe? Okay, let's say this. Like, if the baby mama, Oliver's baby mama had survived, William's dead, Felicity's dead, maybe even Diggle, because you can bring him back for a flash, you know, you know, he needs some sage advice, you can bring him back as a ghost, whatever. But if you actually had baby mama, she'd really be like, I my I had a son for like eight, nine years until you came in this dude's life. I'm finding some way to kill you. That would have been like a two season long, like she's eventually gonna kill you. But no, that would have been a reminiscent of season two and how they like, yo, <laughs> how Slade was like, you know what, I'm kinda pissed off you killed my girl who you yeah. stole. Like there was an actual like Reason why this guy came back. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, remember, he it really wasn't his girl, but it was like I had a crush on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but that, it was like that would have been a story that you could have sunk your teeth into. They chose the let's keep the bloated roster, keep it bloated, and not have right. to do it. Oh, oh, and let's just add Laurel back because she needs a paycheck because <laughs> <laughs> Kate, Kate Cassidy needs a paycheck again. All right, all right, we've gone through all this, so real quick. What do y'all want to see out of this Elseworlds crossover? Chief, let's start with you. Um, just a good storyline. I mean, um, you know, no, 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 don't, no, no, no tomfoolery. Just a good storyline. Um, you know, uh, you know how they get sometimes with these. I mean, you remember the last crossover? He was on stage singing. It was, it was a musical. 
Well, we, we don't we remember, remember that. that. So, no, 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 no. That, yes, that couldn't happen. Like, nope, nope. Like the musical. No. So, no, we don't. Oh, no, we don't remember that one. That one goes. <laughs> exactly. So let's let's make this crossover worth uh, the wait. Wait's worth the hype. Because then sometimes they hype it up and it's garbage. And I'm hoping that uh, this time around it's... Uh, I mean, I'm just, just being honest. You know, so I'm just caught. The last, the last crossover was around. Crisis X, though. Did yeah, you well, Crisis X? but I remember the... I'll never forget the dance. No, no, you Crisis I mean? X was the one with the Nazis. Like, that was just a one, two what you're saying. I'm saying <laughs> I will never forget the dancing. That was unforgivable. And I remember I saw the first three minutes of the episode and I cut it off. I never even watched the rest of it. So... I saw it, it was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do a musical. So I'm hoping that it's better than that. Um, so good storyline. That's all I asked for. A decent storyline, something that you can say, hey, that's pretty decent. All right. Gunnar, what do you want to see? I want to see what I keep seeing on all the shows that are supposed to be crossing over is... John Wesley Schiff in the old Flash costume from the 90s. <laughs> Looks like he's in shape. He's got six something. Apparently, we know the 90s uh, world just got screwed up really badly, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, he won't screw it up. The monitor's up in there, man. He's like, yo, I want to see what he's up to. Or they're up. One of the monitors, whatever. You know. Um, I want to see what they're doing with the Superman situation. I like it. It's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. I want to see... I just want to see... Like, Don't screw it up like they did Crisis, where they just had too many characters. They didn't have them on camera. They didn't really do a real good job. And then just, you know, Supergirl just blows up. And then a oh, bad Supergirl blows up. And then that's that's life. Right? <laughs> life. Like, you know what I mean? And then my man, like, <laughs> worrying about alchemy. Like, pulling a full metal alchemist and just transmute big old objects into water. And all that stuff. I'm like, I know that's supposed to be some physics. I understand that physics. I get it. But no. <laughs> like, like he's supposed to learn that that quick. And then they just kick him off the show. You know what I mean? And then, oh, wait. Which one did he? Oh, yeah. You're talking about Firestorm. Confusing the crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was confusing the crossovers. They did that the first one, the first crossover. Then they killed off the whole. <laughs> that's right. They killed him off. You don't need that anymore. Yeah, please don't let it be like the last crossover where they just say they don't mind killing off that dude. <laughs> kill off the characters, man, and Arrow. Anyway, so uh, I just, yeah, I just need something better than that last. The Crisis on um, Earth X was 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 so um, advertised well. You know, there's so much potential, but the the execution. On the last, like on the finale, was just not good, like the last one. So I'm hoping since they got limited, you know, not as many characters because they're not throwing the trash characters from that trash show on here. It's just rail shows. The only one they're adding is, is Batgirl, Batwoman, and that's going to be tight because that's a whole other storyline we can go into. So we can develop that character and then boom, new TV show. That's how it's supposed to be, right? Like you know, right. crossovers are supposed to spin off into cool things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not like another Oliver, Felicity situation where she just crashed their wedding. Say we gonna get married too. 
Yeah. That was the that was the that was like the that was like the nail in the coffin for me on that crossover last year. Like I was like, good. Like I'm now I'm really good. Y'all had a good time, good build up, even through the episodes except for the last episode. So there's only like three nights, right? Yeah. This new one's only three nights, right? It's a uh, flash like, Supergirl and Arrow, if I remember correctly. The order. Good. good. Yeah. So maybe they learn from their mistakes. Taking an actual comic book story and like maybe doing it correctly. We'll um, see. Hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully. All right, Jace, what do you think? I want to see decent storyline with Superman and Lois Lane. I want to see Superman if he's going to be in a black costume. He's actually got to be super, not you know, Kara's uh, understudy. Uh, and just a good, a good crossover, you know, to mix it. So I want to watch uh, Batwoman when it comes out. That's all I need. I want to see enough Superman that somebody at the CW goes, hey, you know what we should do? Have a Superman show. That's what I want to see. Okay. Well, what, what team would it be? If no, Superman no, has no, a team, God. he's got to have a Superman just, team. Just, what? No, no? Just Superman. Okay. Just, just oh. Superman. You sure? I'm, oh, I'm absolutely okay. 100%. Lois, Jimmy, Jimmy comes back to the right show. All right, that's fine. You can keep a team Superman of two people. Well, what about Pete? Nope. Pete Ross. No, no. Pete Ross comes back and helps. Only, only if it's Pete the boss. Oh, I forgot Ross. about Pete. Oh, no, then, then Lana comes back too, right? <laughs> Lana comes back. Lana's back. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. Lana's back, even though she's immune from the crypt. She's she's cured herself from the kryptonite stuff. No, that was that was another show. We're gonna we're gonna make it a whole new universe. Ever. Anyway, okay. yes. All right, so that that that's what we're doing here. Last thing before we go into the dummies. You are the light. I asked you guys to come <laughs> last week with your epic film meltdowns. Javon has patiently sat out all of our discussion about the Arrowverse. So, Javon, I'm going to start with you. What is your most iconic meltdown breakdown in a movie? Oh, man. Uh, I, I want to say Clark Griswold in... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because his meltdown in that was epic, right? Of course. Uh, But I gotta throw in my man Nicolas Cage because he's had so many epic meltdowns throughout his career. It's hard to narrow him down to just one. But if I had to pick one meltdown from Nick Cage at gunpoint, I want to say his meltdown in The Wicker Man. And also, well, no, I, I I can't even say his meltdown in Wicker Man. First kiss. It's so epic that it became a meme. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Nick Cage first kiss. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So if I got to go at gunpoint, it's Nick Cage and first kiss. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Jace, how about you? Okay. Just one, because I don't want you to take I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going, no, I'm not going to take yours. I'm, I'm going to go out, out outside of the box on this one. Mine actually came from uh, Mean Girls, Regina George, when she figured out that, you know, uh, gosh, Lindsay uh, Lohan had uh-huh. his character screwed her up and was taking her spot. Where she basically just like freaks out, and then sets her up, like yeah. to actually like ha ha trick, 
it was all her. I just saw I was such a victim. Oh gosh. I'm like to be that like her freak out like just like sending her mom like, Yeah, I'm I'm leaving this room. Like, you enjoy that freak out. That that is my uh freak out moment. Good. Uh Chief, how about you? All I'm saying is you shouldn't have a race car in the red. Oh, oh you about to blow? Well, I'm going to push you in crowd lane, motherfucker, motherfucker. Every time my hands touch brain, I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. That's fiction, man. Him and, uh, him and uh, John Travolta in the back of that car. And then uh, he's like, uh, hey, man, what you doing to the dude's towel? He was like, I'm washing my hands. He was like, uh, <laughs> I saw you get him wet. That whole that whole scene once they got to Jimmy's house, um, over in Toluca Lakes was just hilarious. Um, and, and Samuel Jackson, man, he 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 had that total month down in the, in the in the car. So yeah, that's one of my my epic meltdowns uh, in a in a movie. That joint was hilarious. Good deal. All right, Gunner, what do you got, man? And when you say meltdown, I'm like, there's a good amount, you know what I mean, when someone's just fed up and they're just tired of the situation that they're in and usually that's at the end of the movie and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, man. The whole movie was about a dude just breaking down, or should I say falling down. Michael Douglas and falling down. The yes. whole movie is just <laughs> oh, yes. cracking. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. cracking. He's just like, look, I'm just going to go ham. On everybody wait, wait, that's bothering me. Wait, 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 wait. What time does breakfast end? <laughs> Ten o'clock. <laughs> that dude pulled out the Uzi. <laughs> I'm glad somebody oh. mentioned that one. Because that was like... You know, the forgot the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I've wanted to say that in the Chick-fil-A line after I've sat in it for 27 minutes? And I get up there and finally get to order my little egg white breakfast. And they tell me, uh, we're, we've stopped serving breakfast, sir. <laughs> Thank you, falling down. That was a great one. That is a good one. All right, mine, thankfully, that y'all did not take. My man, Stu, and the hangover. This, this scene <laughs> has me in tears every time I watch it. When they are at the the rental or the 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 what is it the car lot the car. and he is just he's over all of Alan's stuff he's like done and he just goes off and he's like oh sorry the drug dealer wasn't a good dude goes <laughs> true language is offensive and he's all like screw you <laughs> that is a classic meltdown and then he. And he slams the car door in his head. It's 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 just great. He goes off, and Bradley Cooper's like trying to keep it together, and it's like, ugh. but man, Ed Helms delivers so hard on that scene. It is my favorite epic meltdown. All right, fellas, we're trying to wrap this bad boy up. So, dummies of the week. Any nominees? I have one that just popped on my wire. Uh, Chief, you got one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the American uh, the American <laughs> citizens, man. 
So you can thank the death of the journalist for your good gas prices, your low gas prices. So uh, now even American citizens don't count when they're killed. Um, so any one of us can be killed in exchange for lower oil prices now. So um, number 45, man, he's, he's back at the top of my list, man. I Of course. I just don't understand it, man. I mean, they killed a U.S. citizen. Hey, when I owe the uh, Saudi uh, hierarchy, uh, hierarchy uh, uh, a big debt of gratitude for bailing me out of all of my financial indiscretions over the course of a decade, yeah, they can kill whoever they want. That's where he's well, there at. There you have it. There you have so, it, man. Look it oh. up, folks. You don't like it? Look it up. We ain't talking. We ain't talking reckless. Look it up. Trump yacht. Gunner, how about you? That's a lot lighter than that. Dang. <laughs> uh, my dummy of the week came across my uh, news feed on Facebook earlier today. Right. Um, I'm gonna need brothers to understand how brothers' hair works because <laughs> RG3 shape up. Today, I saw. I'm sitting here like, yo, that's like, like my my seven month old son got a better shape up. His just coming in like natural, like you know what I mean, like. Nah, bro. A shape up look. It wasn't even shape up. I don't even know what happened. He just let it grow. And nah. you know, a lot of people saying these things like, you know, when you date white women, you don't really take care of your hair and all this stuff. It's <laughs> not necessarily true. No, you gotta read. All you gotta do is read the comments, man. I, mean, I ain't, I ain't. Re- I'm just repeating what people say, man. Oh, and I'm God. like, that's not necessarily true. It's just, you know, you're not around black people that are as critical of the line, right? Oh. So you don't really take care of it as much. Oh my and I God. I get that. I've been there. I've done this. I've been there. I get it. Right? I'm like, nah, I don't need to shape it up. I'm going to this function over here. White people don't know the difference. Oh my you go to the God. black function, you go into church. Man, let me line this joint up real quick. Let me get this. <laughs> I want to get talked about, man. We're critical of each other, man. And that's oh why RG3 God. is catching hell, right? Hey, the way that shape up, hold on, hold on. The way that shape up looks today, <laughs> what I saw in that picture goes beyond any excuse that I can give a brother. I don't care what you date, whoever you date, you good to go. I don't care. You love is love, man. But oh, man. You know, that shape up is, there's no excuse for that shape up, man. You know better. Your mama told you that to come out like that. Your girl probably like, what the hell did you do? Or even I got, I got blonde extensions. Oh, I'm from the white people, and I still got blonde extensions. Make my joint look cow, cow, cow. You can't get a shape up. You live in Baltimore. Do you know how many black barbers in Baltimore? <laughs> hey, hey. You look like Kane Jr., man. Y'all just Googled it. Yeah, you see this joint, man? <laughs> hey, he look like he bought a star singing. Is there a house in a heart tonight? <laughs> love is a house. Oh, no. You really do, man. 
And it don't take much to cut it, man. Come on, man. All you got to do is get it lined up. So he got me, man. That's the dummy of the week. Oh just because God. he knows. Like, it's, it's really that bad. Right? And it don't, it don't even, help that the picture they got with him, he all trout mouth. Look at my white lady. Look at my Disney princess. Oh, Listen, man. I don't. Yeah, she do look oh, like my. let it go, though. I mean, yeah. for real. Look at for real. She do look like Frozen, though. I'm, yeah, I'm not she playing. Look she at look Elsa. Like From Estonia. Like, for real. Like, that's like, that's like hey. the Becky, Becky lands of Becky's. Like, the Becky source. Oh, so, my God. I get it, uh, right? But no, I get it, and I'm cool with it. Like you know, come on, I'm the last person to talk about that stuff, man. Come on. Hey, but I was the, I, I, like about to say, do the mashed potato, y'all. Do the twist. His hair, <laughs> the hairline, man. I'm like, yo, you gotta do. But you don't come out like. So, listeners, if y'all know about black hair, I mean, just watch the movie. This is a movie called Good Hair. <laughs> just watch the movie. Honestly, his barber is like. I tried. Doesn't have a barber. Really did try. Jason, his barber don't say like, that. Man, his barber like, they ain't joining on me. This is my work Jason, product, man. Don't, Jason, don't you throw no nobody under the bus right there. Don't throw nobody <laughs> under the bus. Nobody <laughs> I've had a bad barber before when I was in Burlington, Vermont, and I Lord knows if this brother is listening, I, you still owe me $25. One. <laughs> <laughs> this brother had me way back. To where you know you know white boys get that stuff shaped up too, man. Come on, man. Let's be clear. Let's be real right here, man. So they like my man looks at me. So and so did that. I know I'm speaking out straight. Story, man. I just found the dude. I'm like you know at first I'm like I, I can't trust him. I mean I know yeah. I'm speaking. You know what I mean? I'm like whatever, right? Wow. No, this brother. I'm gonna find this brother on the on the on the internet or whatever. I go over there. He messed me up. My man gives me I mean, a number. It's the same dude. Gives me his barbershop is the same dude. I'm like, oh, Gunner, I know I'm speaking out of straight ignorance, but you Go found ahead. another black man in Burlington, Vermont. I've never yeah. been there. I just, I just assumed there were three of us, and I was busy. There were three black men in total in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> uh, more when I was there, when I was there, one of them was the was the was a barber. Was the barber. He worked in a salon, so you know what you're gonna do. But oh my god. And then, he was like a, you he, know, was he a mythical Negro? Oh man, he was cool. He was, you know, right. what was his name? He was, he was Nigerian, but you know, okay, little brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm just speaking. I saw a couple, you know, a couple know. other ones up in there. You know what I mean? Like around that corner, right? Because there was like around yeah. the corner. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I thought I felt safe because you know, I thought it was safe with the barber because. You know, it was kind of a – it wasn't as pristine as, as other parts of Burlington. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm good here. You know, I don't need to be the old stereotypical dude, but, I mean, look. <laughs> I ain't going to go get no shape up if, I mean, honestly, if I other brothers ain't going to be in shape up. And unfortunately, you know, where we live in, you know, whatever. So <laughs> – like, I mean, honestly, when I'm going to get a shape up, I want stereotypes. I want to know – that. I want to feel like you cut hair. If I see you yeah, got I a need Bluetooth the, I need the faded pictures man. on the wall. Yeah. From like the fifties that are now pink and blue. Yeah, I need to, I need, I need I to see the haircut chart number nineteen. I need to see the haircut chart. Yeah. I want to know that my barber got a Bluetooth earpiece in and a plate of chicken wings and fried rice right there that he fit, he ain't ate yet. I want to know that. I want to feel comfortable. And you will. I thought I checked it out, but my man had me like way back. Like, oh yeah. You be wonder. Like, it was not cool. It was not cool. It was right before I met my wife's uh, uh, parents too. My his her, her parents. It was that weekend. <laughs> I, I was flying back. 
to meet them. And I'm like, look, my hair don't, I had to say it, like, my hair don't usually look like this. Like, I had wow. to fix it myself, like, in the hotel room with, with like, a straight razor, like a, like a razor. Oh, my razor. God, yeah, you took a chance. Look, it couldn't have been as bad as this dude, and it's daggone going back to the point. Sorry, Jeff. Going back Bro. to the point, is daggone look better than that. What Bro. you see in that picture of RG3. Like, if you taking a straight razor to your head and it look better than what he did, that man owe you a lifetime of, of haircuts. And I don't even think you want those. No. Just, just give me the 50 and we'll call it even. We'll I, hope call it I hope somehow some of my people in Berlin can be like, oh, I know that cat. Hey, I know how about you. Please. <laughs> I'm in Silver Spring, Maryland. Come through if you got some beef because, yo, you you messed me up, bro. <laughs> Sorry, too. Man. All right, Jace, you got it. as bad as RG3. That's my dummy of the week. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Jace, what you got? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, the Washington uh, football team's head coach, John Gruden. Yeah, John Jay. Gruden. Jay, Jay. Gruden. Uh, I can't figure out how to get a far better quarterback in to learn our system that he's already played in and has the same coaches that I've been stealing from yeah. for the last five years. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't figure out how to make that work. So just, I mean, just don't, don't insult anybody else's intelligence. Just say, we're not signing them. Okay. Move on. I mean, just to come up with some ham fisted, you know, excuses, just like, dude, people actually have time on their hands and they will literally look at the plays that you run. Oh, and geez. Mark, Mark butt fumble lived up to the, I mean, just, it was just one, just one move away from a couple butt fumbles. It was like, no. you really want to, you you want somebody to pay $150 for tickets to see y'all play when this is the best you got? Y'all think all of us are dummies? Actually, I'm saying, yep, Mr. Gruden, you are the dummy of the week. Javon, you got one? Uh, Yeah, I do. Um, Went to see Georgetown play Liberty College, Liberty Online University on Monday. <laughs> Um, uh, to whoever's responsible, I know college athletics, there's so many tiers and, and who decides, you know, it's not just the university boosters and, and, and all those involved in that. But if Georgetown is ever going to be prominent in the big East again, there are three things that has to happen. And I blame the university for not seeing these three things or not addressing them. One is that you got to stop playing in professional arenas because it seems to me the schools that play in professional arenas that take their their teams off campus to play in an arena that seats 18 to 20 some thousand, unless you are Kentucky Duke or, or, or Kansas or, or UNC, you just can't, you can't provide the kind of atmosphere that's conducive to not just winning, but to 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 providing the the kind of home court advantage that you would want to provide to your team, because for what it's worth, there's only going to be about four to six thousand people in the in the arena. Monday night, there was probably I'm gonna jump out there and say maybe seventeen to two thousand, seventeen hundred to two thousand people in the building, and that's not conducive to building a program. You hire Patrick Ewing, who is an NBA Hall of Famer, Georgetown alumnus, probably the most recognizable uh, Georgetown alumnus. 
you know, not named Allen Iverson, Alonzo Mourning, or Deke Matumbo, you you you've got to provide better for your your, your university's basketball program. Um, that the the lackluster band who ate pizza in between performances. It's like, look, I know you got to eat. It's just if you're going to eat pizza right there as you're playing, finish the pizza before you start playing. Like chunks of your pizza shouldn't be shooting out of the tuba. Um, and also, those of us who celebrated Georgetown beating Liberty College or Liberty Online University, whatever their names are, it's this. Look, there's not one player on this team that's going to get a call or invite to go uh, play in the G League or the NBA. That you're trying to build a. This is a prestige program. Let's start treating it like it. I'm tired of DC sports celebrating menial accomplishments. It's like, come on, man. We 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 deserve better. We deserve better. Those of us who remember, you know, the '80s, '70s, '80s, even to the '90s when our pro uh, our sports teams were good, we uh, or at least decent. We deserve better. We really do. Okay. Mine is going to be real quick, real trivial. My dummies of the week are Sony. All Sony, Sony in entirety. Because Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is going to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive. I'm not happy about this. I love those first two games that were on the PlayStation. And now Nintendo's going to get it. So I don't want to buy a Switch. If I wanted to buy a Switch, I would have bought one. But now... They really got me thinking about it, and I'm not happy about it. So, yeah. Sony, thanks for dropping the ball on that one, because, uh, yeah, I may have to get that Ultimate Alliance through in my life. So, fellas, that's it for this one. We talked a lot, and I assume we're going to have a lot more to discuss when this Avengers trailer drops and some more football players get suspended and banished from the league for kicking uh, women in the hallway of a hotel thinking that hotels don't have surveillance cameras that teams yeah, can get to. Yeah. Alright, so that'll do it for this one. Thanks as always, fellas, for joining me on this. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed.